You see, I know you're not real, man, because I'm loaded, okay? I've had some experience in that area. Besides, that whole rap of yours is bull anyway. Good, evil, it's all the same crap. Rock and roll is the only thing that counts. Dig? Hard-ass, blistering, awesome, heavy metal rock and roll. We'll see. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Rock and roll. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to Nick the Rat Radio. I am he, Nick the the Rat, the Rodent, the the Man in the Sewer, uh, the Sewer Man, Sewer Rat Man. Uh, and this is my, the Nick Nick the Rat Radio. Uh, episode two hundred forty. Very special episode for you, everybody out there tonight. Super duper. Super duper, uh, duper duper, super duper duper, a super duper episode for everybody tonight. It it is uh d- June, July, July twenty second, twenty twenty. It's eleven o'clock at night. That's when I like to, you know, get all creepy and crawly with everybody. But tonight, tonight we have an episode where I will be interviewing one of one of my uh, heroes, the man that started podcasts, the. Big-haired, sexy motherfucker from MTV, the the guy that did a whole bunch of other stuff. He had he had shows and podcasts, and he started the Born on Date on on Budweiser, and and he he he, he registered MTV.com before there was even websites, and and he had a he had a helicopter and 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 a gold brick and and a whole bunch of other really awesome stuff. Uh, Adam Curry, I will be interviewing Adam Curry on tonight's episode. Now, mind you, this was. Pre-recorded. I recorded it yesterday with him. You know, it's a little too late for him right now. He's very busy. Very busy man. But I got him for an hour and a half. And it was a great interview. It was an amazing interview. He's... I'm I'm speechless about how awesome he is and how amazing he is. Now, just a couple of things before I start the the video of the interview up. Um, I had a little issue with Skype, of course. Uh, that always happens. So the, the, uh, video is a little bit, you know, a little fucky for a little bit, but it, it gets better. Trust me. I fixed it up to, uh, be usable. We'll say after, after about, about five minutes or so, but either way, I'm going to play it raw. I didn't do any editing. It's all in there. It's a hundred percent unedited, uh, super duper greasy, dirty, filthy, lubricated, uh, raw as well. Uh, interview. Had a great had a great time with you, Adam. I just want to say thank you again for doing it with me, and uh, just want to say uh, if I got drunk and said anything bad about John, that's uh, uh, you know still I want to I want to interview you too, John, really badly, and I hope that you don't get upset by the things that I said about you. But but now there's the tease for John to actually listen to it because he's like, oh, they talked about me. But uh, yeah, host of the No Agenda Show, host of Mo Facts, great great podcast. You should. You should definitely listen to those things. If if you're not listening to No Agenda or MoFax, you're uh, you're missing out on really good uh, infotainment. But anyway, I I think I said who Adam Curry. I'm interviewing Adam Curry. All right, let's you know, let's start it up. Let's just, and then after that's over, we're gonna get right back to the show where we're gonna have uh, phone calls and music and no news, no Zindu this week. But either way, 
Yes, John did listen to this show once. You know, John was a little jerk to me too. So, you know, I get him back here behind his back and, and Adam calls me a pussy for it. But either way, let's start, start it up. Uh, I hope you all enjoy. Sit back. Relax. I'll be in the chat. Your chat's not going to pop up over here if you're watching the video. If you want to watch the video of this, there is video. You could see Adam talking to me. If you go to the twitch.tv slash Nick the Rat. Otherwise, if you're tuned in, you could find it all there. And enough talking. I'm just, I'm super hyped. I can't wait to watch this again. I had a great time. Here we go. The interview with Adam Curry, the pot of father. Hey, Nick. Test, test, test. <laughs> One, two, test. Do I need to turn my video on, seriously? If, you don't have to, but you could if you want. Oh, God. There you go. <laughs> if you Frick. want, I'll uh, unvideoize you, but uh, let's see here. Let me just make sure I got the video working in this stupid stream. Boop, boop, boop. There you go. All right. Now you're just a little box. Let me just fix that, and then we could, uh, good to go. Uh, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> what are you laughing at? What are you laughing nothing. at, you? There's, no, there's nothing to laugh at. That's nice right. mic. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody awesome told me to pick this out. Smart uh, motherfucker. He was. Why is my video of you coming in as like a little itty bitty tiny box? This is. I don't know. I see that I'm a little itty bitty tiny box too. Hold on. What if I do no, a no, window? It's, it's no? not. It's uh, my recording software is making uh, you just a sliver. Let me reset uh, this box here. Let me delete this. Sorry about the wait here. No, no worries. Okay, let's see. Trash. Bam. Throw that away. Let's add a new one. Window capture. Yes. And we're going to capture that. Perfect. There we go. Okay, now we're almost there. Oops, Whoop, now you're gone. Nope, now you're back. I'm back. <laughs> okay, let me just resize you, get you in the middle, because I had Andrew Horowitz off to the side. It was a little weird, but you are looking good in the middle. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm ready to start whenever you're ready. I'm ready. All right, well then, let's bring up my list of questions here. I got some very important <laughs> questions for you. Uh, I love this hat. Is that uh, available at noagendashop.com? <laughs> no, sadly it's not. Have you ever heard of uh, uh, some lady named Gator Lady? It's an older black lady that lives down south that listens to No, no Agenda. No, no. Where, where do I find her? Uh, she was on No Agenda Social, but she hasn't posted huh. in a long time, and uh, I'm kind of worried about her. But, oh, okay. Uh, she sent me this patch. She used to call my show and make funny jokes about how she wanted to uh, jump oh, on my Oh, wait. Bone. Now, did she did she also make other arts and crafts for the show? Yes, she did. A yeah, whole bunch of... I do know. I don't know about the Gator Lady moniker. <laughs> I, I, I think her name was something else. Uh, Eureka. CJ Eureka. Yes, you're CJ Eureka. Sure. Of but course I remember she her. She always called yeah. herself Gator Lady. I think she, like, burnt her hand or something, and she had, like, a, like, a burn hand or something, and she called herself that. Oh, no way. Know. Yeah. Well, I was just looking at this, and I think a hat combo that has that ITM patch, has the ears, the sunglasses, and the headphones all as one unit <laughs> that you just put on, 
And maybe even as a bonus, the, the facial hair is, it's dynamite. It is, it is a premium I would uh, be interested in myself. Too bad you don't do a, a video podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not even happy doing this one, honestly. <laughs> if you want, I can turn it off. It doesn't matter. It's all no, good. No, it's okay. It's all right. That's okay. fine. I, also I have... feel I can be myself on this show. You could. You you could be a, a strange and a wacky wacky person or a un- mm-hmm. what is it, uncomfortable person. Nick, what do you do actually in the sewer? Do you have a job? Do I have a job? <laughs> You're trying to get to the the, the, the the meat and the bones of what I'm doing over here? Well, I... I... So I've, I've, I've figured one of two things. Yeah. I mean, this is, you, you can only be two, one of two kind of people. Yeah. Um, I hope and I think that you're a Banksy type person. You know, <laughs> somehow you make a lot of money on art and we don't really know it's you or, you know, you could be anything like that. And it, it doesn't have to be graffiti, but you're some kind of Banksy type dude. You know, mysterious has a, has a group of collectors. Uh, um, possibly. wait, let me get to my second one. Oh, okay. Uh, you're a, a trust fund baby. It has to be one of the two. <laughs> I fucking wish. I wish. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I usually don't uh, reveal too much about myself, but I do work in IT. I am a dude named Ben. Really? Why did I think you were an artist? I well, I because uh, I am an artist. I, I went to school for art, but See? I was like, you I've know, seen your work. Your work is uh, the architectural. <laughs> I went for no? graphic design and illustration. <laughs> okay. And uh And now and and now you're repairing desktop PCs for for Karen's? Oh man. More or less. Do you know why though? <laughs> it's be- why? It's because it's uh, better. <laughs> slightly. That's part sort of is, but uh mainly with art there's no real answer. Like you'll be in like a meeting and they'll be like, "No, we want it to look like this." And you'll be sitting there like, "What? Th- 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 no." But with oh the- yeah, oh, special commercial art. Oh my God, no! I had uh, I had a, a business that did this. It's horrible. Are you telling people be creative, make it like this, and have it done by Wednesday? This is very true. Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, one, one second. I think I have maybe your Skype name up on the screen. Let me see if I could get rid of that, and if anything, I'll block it out. Oh, no, do- doesn't bother me. We don't use it anymore. Okay, that's good. Oh yeah, you use that uh, new. Uh, New, clean feed, baby. Clean yeah, feed. I heard a lot it's of good the, stuff it's about shit it. Now, yeah, I'm very pleased with it. it. Has a lot of good, good stuff, and people notice the difference. They do. It's uh, okay. Let me just go one here. But oh, sometimes, like yeah. this Skype connection, seems to be pretty good. I mean, that sometimes yeah. Skype perf- outperforms itself. Uh, it's I, I blame I blame John. Oh, of course. It's all <laughs> it's all his fucking hacked rigs. That he puts together himself and, you know, he's always blocking the updates because he knows it's going to break all his drivers. And, yeah, of course, it's, it's always his fault. Technical stuff, by definition, his fault. That's very true. It's very true. Uh, <laughs> very, very true, <laughs> he says. I have, a, I have a lot of stuff to say about John, but uh, maybe I'll say it in a little bit. To his face. Say it to his face. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, I will say it to his face if he comes on the podcast, but. I don't know if you ever will. I'm here though, Nick. I mean, next I can do if I do Grimerica, then I can die. That's true. Then I'm then done. Then I'm done. Hit all the bucket lists. But uh, I have called into your show before. Yes, you have, and uh, <laughs> you you were the devil. You were like, yeah, that's right. I called when I had the vocoder still. Yeah, that was cool. You were cursing me out on my own show. Mm-hmm. Eh, I'm used to that. Um, all right, so so let me uh, get into this podcast proper here. Even though even though your video has a little preview of me in the corner too, because fucking Skype sucks. But you know, deal with it. Uh, what what got you into into radio? 
Um, Where did you start off getting into this whole radio ordeal? Because I first got okay, I first got into radio when my grandmother gave me a Sony transistor radio. It was an AM radio about that big. It felt robust, had a little leatherette case around it, nine volt battery, which was a big deal back in the day. Nine volt. We still had D cells to play with, you know. You had D cell and a light. Yeah. Cool. Beautiful. Um and I would listen to basketball games with that thing under my pillow. And and it wasn't so much that I really was into the game, in fact not at all, but I would listen to how these guys were describing it. And you could hear the squeaky the sound of it, the squeaking of the of the sneakers on the floor. The, the, you could hear the baskets and uh, I don't know how, how much crowd noise. Not like today. No way. It was, it was much different. And it, they probably mixed it out on purpose or whatever they did. Are, are um, you into it, ASMR, by the way? Now you're talking about squeaky s- sounds and stuff? No, no. It was more the theater of the mind. I think that's kind of, that's kind of where my love for it came from. And I didn't listen to a lot of radio uh, when I was very young. So this is probably when I was five or six. Yeah. Um, then we moved to the Netherlands. And well, I had my parents had, uh, you know, those old big record players like a cabinet. And so they had Jesus Christ Superstar and some Elvis stuff and um, uh, Jonathan Winters, 100 year old man interview comedy record. So, yeah, I had there was some in 78s. And, but that that didn't move with us when we moved from the States to the Netherlands. And uh, I pretty quickly found out that the whole media landscape there was shit because you had uh, television that it only came on at 7 p.m., two channels, and at 7, it was the same news on both channels, the same guy. And it was the whole thing was boring. It was apparently political. Radio wasn't much better, and there was only one station for the kids, the Top 40 station, the popular music station, which played polka music. <laughs> so um, – but I had a – I had the, the – I don't know if it was that radio. I think my parents gave me a – I was always kind of into – uh, ham radio stuff and walkie-talkies. They gave me a um, a shortwave radio, oh, so and there was so much more to listen to. And I remember hearing Wolfman Jack on uh, Radio Luxembourg, and he, he would come in at midnight or something. Wolfman <laughs> 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 you know the, the the propagation waving in and out. And uh, I so I always enjoyed that. And pretty soon I found that you know as I was starting to get interested in music and had a you know had a record player and a clock radio. This was a big thing. When I was a kid, when you were like 12 or maybe even 11, you, you got a present. It was a clock radio. And if you had one that had the green letters, because, you know, it would start off with the red LEDs. If you had one with green, that was the shit. And it could dim and all kinds of stuff. And you could have your 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 alarm clock would be the radio. But, of course, when it turned on, it was shit. But then you had the pirate radio stations in the Netherlands. And they were off offshore. They were... Radio Caroline, Radio Veronica, Radio Mi Amigo, and these were ships on the North Sea in territorial waters, and many of them were broadcasting both to the UK and to the mainland, and the Dutch were nuts about them. They had their own own ship, Radio Veronica, and they were playing Deep Purple, uh, Led Zeppelin, um, other stuff as well, but, you know, uh, Bobby Goldsboro. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that was just not available on the radio, so I really got into it, and... um, I built my own little transmitters. You know, there's this parallel of technology and kind of the radio that went alongside each other. And the first one is when my my parents gave me a Radio Shack 101 project kit, which has all these little, you know, all the components and has springs and you have different length wires that are color coded and it has a little schematic. Okay, you're going to build a little transmitter and you put your stuff in there, connect the wires, and then 
you could transmit to a radio. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how far it would reach. So, you know, <laughs> added uh, wire, put <laughs> a lot of wire. Uh, it didn't really know anything about power other than my thinking was, well, if I, what if I put two batteries on it? Maybe it'll, and it did, of course, until I put three on, then it didn't work so well. Um, so I kind of learned these things alongside of each other. Um, and, um, I remember I built a little mix and no, I had a turntable and I hooked it up to one of these transmitters and my mom actually drove me around the block, to see how far my signal would go. Wow. But could I just put a, you know, a, a, a record on a long LP, <laughs> an album. Uh, and then, uh, you know, but then some other kids had heard it too and they knew what I was up to. And so before you know it, I had two turntables and I built a little <laughs> mixer and, and, uh, and for hours I would practice on my microphone to sound exactly like this. Hey everybody, how you doing? Uh, did a lot of work, a lot of work, because I did not sound like that at all. <laughs> you sound a little more like me, probably, at the time. Yeah, a little bit. Uh. But, you know, these days, it's actually beautiful to hear a different kind of voice. Um, and then when I was 15, and I was doing this, and I had ham radios, and I was breaking in on the central television antenna to uh, transmit a porn movie, and I just, all kinds of cool <laughs> shit that, that was going on. <laughs> That's a whole other story by itself. <laughs> And um, then there was a, uh, an ad in the local paper. They were looking for hosts and engineers for um, a hospital radio station, a closed-circuit radio station. Hold on a second. just got a note here from the keeper. Oh, my God. A Karen reported on her. Oh, no. Oh, my. Handcuffs. I'll send this the rats funny. in. Uh-oh, she got handcuffed? Said, oh, no. He said, Got report got reported by Karen for not wearing my mask while I drink my coffee. Oh my, I say handcuffs. <laughs> Fucking crazy. You supposed uh, to use a straw and put it under the mask. <laughs> Go out of control here. Yeah. Um. Uh, and so they're looking for hosts, and they were looking for um. Uh, engineers. I was fifteen. You had to be sixteen. My parents said, "Yeah, go ahead. Just just tell them you're 16. <laughs> And uh, and I didn't I I did not I failed for my uh, presenter uh, test, but I was hired as an engineer. So here I was in a professional studio. You could queue up records and all this stuff and different mics, and I learned so much. And it was you know it was all volunteer work, uh, but I really got a lot of chops there because other people who well maybe not the most swinging people certainly uh, knew radio, and I learned so much from them. And that's where I met some some of the other guys who are actually doing pirate work in Amsterdam at Decibel Radio. And they coerced me to go over there. And I did one show in, in English as John Holden, because, of course, you know, this was a big station. This blanketed all of uh, all of the kind of the, the tri-state area, if you will, of the Netherlands. And, you know, they were playing import records from uh, Chicago Warehouse. And we're talking 79, 80, just kind of right into the 80s, 81 and it was it was a fantastic scene, and they had a huge following. They only broadcast in the weekend from Friday afternoon to Monday morning. Uh, but they were superstars. And so I joined them um, and, you know, really built up this incredible persona. And I was hooked, man. I was I'm, I could be found in the antenna at three in the morning to, to adjust something. But I could also be found, uh, you know, doing the extra, extra late shift or whatever it took. Oh, it was uh, I, I was completely hooked on it and then went to find a college that where I could learn broadcast communications and be on the air as a freshman at the same time. And none of them will do that except for one dorky college, Salem College in West Virginia. So I went there 
And after three months, I was like, yeah, and I was running the station and I was like, wait a minute, you're just drinking all you can and smoking all this weed. I'm from I'm from Amsterdam. I don't need this aggravation. I got to get out of here. And so I quit. Wow. And this is that yeah. one. Uh, so you basically answered about 10 of the questions that I had lined up. Like, do your parents support you? Yeah, they supported you a lot. God bless them. Well, well, yeah and no. Hold uh, on a second. Let me let me see. This is this uh, is a sub. Uh, we have a sub thing here. No, she did live, not get put in hand, handcuffs. Live okay. updates, everybody. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife, man, she's fantastic. She sounds she great. Is, she's my she's my best friend, man. <laughs> my best friend. Nice. Um, all right. What was your question? Uh, did your parents support your whole uh, oh radio? Well, no. I mean, they hated the whole idea. Well, they yes, they were very supportive of my whole uh, you know radio thing. But then when I was like, I want to leave, no, 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 no. Then my family, all government, uh, State Department, CIA, military. Ivy League, everyone's like, you know, no, no, no. You can, so I had, I couldn't go straight back. I'd first had to go to, to Mead Road, where my grandparents were. It's kind of like the, the patriarchal homestead of the family. And, and then, you know, they had some professors over telling me about the value of education. Then I had to go through DC to Uncle Don, the CIA guy, you know, who'd been ambassador to South Korea. He's like, Burr. but he, I have to say, Uncle Don was always like, well, you just, you make a choice, man, son. You know, like f- later in life, he took me aside and said, holy crap, man. You did so much better than I did. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He says, look at you, all the success and the money. I say, but yeah, but you jumped out of airplanes and saved the world. He said, yeah, I think it would have been cooler to be a VJ on MTV. <laughs> um, so they were, so, and they said, you know, okay, you can come back. We have one month, one month to either be back in school, some school, some higher education, or um, you're paying rent or you get out. And now, to be fair, my dad had written a book called The Self-Marketing Toolkit. And I'm not quite sure why he wrote it. Maybe he wrote it for himself. But it kind of explained how to look at a a resume differently instead of here's what I've done, here's what I've done, here's what I'm looking for. It was like here's 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 what I can do right now for your organization. Buy now while stocks, stocks last, you know, that kind of idea. And And I sent a letter off with a – some weird videotape of me in the studio hanging out with the decibel guys to Lex Harding, who had been on one of those pirate ships and now was running a legal uh, entity broadcast corporation with real radio airtime is starting to hip up a little bit. The pirate guys are now turning legit. And um, uh, it turned out that they uh, were just about to lose their host of their number one music show, which was called Countdown. It was the really the there was top pop and Countdown and Countdown was the rock and roll, you know, we're throwing beer on each other and top pop was still kind of stuck in the disc disco 80s era, you know, uh, or 70s era. So we're like, nah, that was that was kind of lame. But Countdown was, you know, U2 and and all this like early, early U2. Yeah. Uh, but also Frankie goes good. to Hollywood. I mean, yeah, exactly. When they yeah. And they were fucking good. They were the best, you know, Simple Minds, Ultravox, uh, The Cure, but also early, early Bananarama, you know, whatever. It was, it was all it was all happening that and even. You know, Michael Jackson was coming. There's a whole bunch of stuff happening. Um, so they were losing the host of that show, and they saw me, and I could speak English because of a lot of interviews because the artists actually used to come all the time. Ew. And uh, <laughs> that too. Cool. That's a different story. And then uh, they said uh, – I met him, and he said, yeah, this is great. Um, 
you're going to be hosting Countdown next week. Well, and that was like three weeks before my parents were going to kick me out. So I got that job. I went, hey, see you, bye. <laughs> got a place on the canal, you know, got a cat, got a got a car, all this stuff. Uh, didn't know how to take care of myself, but I was off to the races, and you know, and just really uh, almost haven't uh, looked back since then, honestly. That's awesome. Only uh, recently I start to look back a little bit. <laughs> it's always good to see where little, you came from. Kind of yeah, helps yeah, grant of you. Uh, so, so from from uh, Deutschland Pirate Radio, you, well, not Pirate Radio. Uh, you, how'd you get to MTV? Did you send like a well, resume it was, there? Or they, it was Holland, not Deutschland. I know. I, I'm it's my like geography is hard. <laughs> it's like me calling you a mouse or gerbil. <laughs> it happens. Which may all the be time. more realistic. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I was, uh, doing countdown. We also were doing Europa television, which was, you know, how they have the Eurovision song contest. Yeah. So uh, of course, you know, with the movie, the Will Ferrell movie. So this I European broadcast yeah. union, yeah, they, they, they set up a, a global satellite network. Satellite television was just kind of happening. Then you had sky sports, sky TV, uh, Euro channel, and then uh, Euro TV, which was all the public broadcasters. So we had a, we were doing the show on the public broadcast side, but we also had a commercial version that we were um, putting on uh, Sky. I think it was Euro Euronet Sky. Skynet. <laughs> oh, you're you're breaking up a little bit. Our Skype connection is cutting. Let's see if I'm still connected to the internet. What I get it. There you go. Are you Ooh. back? Uh, yeah, we're back. That was the sky no, pickup right there. <laughs> uh, the last thing I heard okay. was the, the sky, the sky, uh, right? Skylink. Okay. So yes, yeah, Skylink. Exactly. So we have a half-hour show on this Europa Television, which is all the public broadcasters from the newly formed European Union and the European Broadcast Union, which is much bigger. Yeah. Um, and so. Um, everyone was providing content. We provided a half hour of music. Now, this is 1980, 81 maybe. And uh, Portugal, all of a sudden, is in the European Union. They get, you know, they, 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 I mean, it's a third world country. They got no fucking roads. It's a shithole. And, and the Portuguese would say, yeah, it was a shithole. <laughs> um, but all of a sudden, they, they put this Europa television on their number two uh, government channel all, all day long. All of a sudden, out of nothing, from third world country, here's this bam, the six foot five blonde guy playing Bon Jovi videos and reading their postcards. I mean, they were tripping the fuck out. We even did a, a, a show. We did a tour. We went to we went to Portugal. Like, yeah, we'll do a couple shows there. And so the Portuguese tourist industry had just blanketed the whole country. We're at the airport. We're, you know, we're, we're getting our bags. And in those days, you had the big equipment with the crew. So you had a carnet, which means you have to declare everything. So it takes hours and hours to get through customs and get everything. And there was this weird sound in the airport, <sighs> like a hissing sound. Yeah. We couldn't figure it out. And so we're just waiting. You know, that's after an hour and a half or so. The carnet's done. And we're going to go towards the exit with our with all of our equipment and our bags. And the sliding doors open. There's 6,000 kids. <laughs> And we weren't prepared. We didn't have a getaway car. We had no security. We didn't have limos or nothing. And, you know, there were girls there because I would joke on the air like, hey, you know, uh, I'd love to have a Lamborghini. Some chick shows up with her dad's Lamborghini. You know, oh here, God. you can have this. You can have me. It was nuts. Anyway, 
So all this is going on, and I guess MTV had been looking around in Europe, or the executives had been in Europe, and I get a call one day from Steve Leeds, who's now the VP of on, it's probably president of whatever VP of talent at uh, Sirius XM. He um, he says, "Hey, uh, Adam, yeah, yeah, we've seen your stuff. You want to come work for MTV?" I said, "Where? In New York? To MTV in the U.S. In New York?" I said, "Okay, when do you want me there?" <laughs> and I think. Two months later, I was there. I started October uh, 87. Oh, man. So you left the Portuguese people to come to America? Yeah, that's right. Ah. That's right. <laughs> Might have been a I good did. choice. Might have been. I don't know. Uh, they got a lot of money now there in Portugal. Yeah. They, well, don't they have that whole uh, legalization of drugs there? Like you could do any drug you want? Or is that? I think it's uh, – it's, I don't know if it's legalized, but it's decriminalized, and ah. you can get – you can get your drugs on prescription, but yeah, it, it, it's an experiment that has shown largely that decriminalization really removes a lot of the problems. You do have to have a support network, uh, yeah. and I don't know what that costs. I don't know enough about it because when I ask people, they're like, yeah, no, it, yeah, it definitely is cool, but there's some, everyone's like, there's some downsides that aren't talked about. Yeah, there definitely so, has to I'm be. I'm sure. You know, some drugs are, are perfectly fine, in my opinion, and then there's some that are just, whew, they're not good for you. I haven't done them all, Nick, so I can only speak to a few. Well, you know, weed's, weed's yeah. okay in my book, so you could keep on yes, smoking. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very good with that, <laughs> yes. Uh, so ah, did, did you do the Beach House at all, MTV Beach House, or you just did Headbangers Ball? You no, did, I did. Did, I did, did lots like of everything. Stuff. Mm -hmm. The Beach House, I did the first two years. Um, my main guy out there was Bill Bellamy, and I we hung out all, all day long. Um, we had, we got along very well. We played Street Fighter all the time. <laughs> and we all, who can be Dalsim? And uh, Kennedy was there. Uh, John Stewart was there when he was just start, really just the, starting off the show. Mm. Um, John Stewart show. Uh, who else was there? Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of a cool concept. It, it was a. Uh, we didn't actually stay in the house, of course. You know that was crew and. Um, there was quite a schedule, but it, it was a, it was a fun time. The first two years, I think, yeah, maybe after the first year, I'd had enough of it, and I was like, okay, that was great. But it's, it was still kind of a cool idea, and it really gave the entire staff who you know we were in Midtown Manhattan. Yeah, the summer was a fucking hellhole in Manhattan. I was like, oh, we'll do anything. We'll get on the damn jitney as long <laughs> as we don't have to be in this hellhole. We'll travel for three hours to get to Quag, and which is where it was. Um. It was good, you know. There was some fun times there for sure, but it, it was real. It was real TV production. It was real work that went on. Uh, the the audience were they were they, it was like a like a hand pick audience or like was, did anything happen there that was not uh, supposed to happen? Sort of was there any like? Oh, the I'm sure things. I'm sure things happened that, that, but I was so oblivious to most of that. The only time I remember is uh, Hasselhoff came to do a couple of segments, and he had clearly been partying all night, and you know, so the, my producer at the time was like. All right, let's just take a little break. We were sitting in like a kiddie's pool or something. I have a picture of it. The guy looks totally smashed. And it was like, all right, uh, David, maybe uh, do you want to go to the bathroom? <laughs> oh, don't bump into anybody on your way there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so there was some of that. But, nah, I mean, I don't know. I, I stayed away from most debauchery. Gotcha. Uh, I'm sure that there was stuff going on. I mean, later on, MTV Spring Break, which I – I actually helped them pitch it to Budweiser because Spring Break started because we wanted Budweiser advertising on the channel, not because we wanted to go do production Spring Break. 
but they loved it. It was it was their it's their their audience. It was perfect. You know, so I usually got stuck on the damn boat with that fucking dog Spugs, Spuds McKenzie, <laughs> that fucking gig with my hair all wet and it looks like a you know like a Rastafarian. The hair would just melt in a second. Um, and you know that's where some crazy shit happened. But that you know. And like Dan, the Danny Bonaducci stuff, that was just, it, it got to be pretty damn wild, especially when they got the B celebrities to come in and, and do some of the hosting jobs. Yeah. I heard Spuds McKenzie was a, was a party. What's that? I heard Spuds McKenzie was a pimp. He had a lot of, he had a lot of babes and stuff. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. <laughs> the thing I liked the most, there was, for, there was a while that uh, MTV had done some kind of deal with the Pro Mogul Tour, and no one could ski but me. So I went all over the country to every, you know, pro mogul tour uh and you know to whistler to snowbird to uh breckenridge aspen i mean you just name it i've i've, I've been there and i've skied and, and that was great fun i really enjoyed that that, that and i love although it was kind of lonely because it was just me and yeah. you know a producer and the crew uh and you you go to whistler and people there are like i, I don't watch mtv at all man i don't know what the fuck is going on they had, they, they had never seen it they just don't watch it they're just outdoors at the time I don't watch MTV. I don't have cable. I don't. Know. I don't have cable. Um. Uh, well, then you kind of like it's. Good, it's good to get away from the spotlight sometimes too. I'm sure. Like celebrity status can't be all the good, glaring glory that it's made out to seem like all the time. Well, it's not. I. I, I pretty much always stayed out of the spotlight if I could. It, it didn't interest me. It was just annoying waste of time. And if I do it, then I want to do it right. So the only time I really did. Celebrity-like stuff is back when it was cool was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I get the limo. You know, it's $10,000 a seat. It's something crazy like that. But, you know, there was – everybody was there, and you were it, it was you were on the inside. There were no – almost no photos or videos of those early years that, that were ever published until, you know, it became a horse thing, and MTV puts it on now. And it's a shame because it was like a, like a Freemasons club of rock and roll. It was very fun to be a part of that. Oh, man. Uh <laughs> So I I have heard stories from uh, you before that uh, like you too we were just talking about how they used to be cool and then they weren't cool and I remember you saying that uh, uh, Bono was a, a jerk I don't know if I could say that yeah. but <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about Bono though uh, who who is like some of the like the best people that you've uh, met through MTV or or like would you ever get nervous meeting these people always I'm nervous meeting you oh you should be I'm famous in the sewers exactly. Yes, of course. Uh, m mainly, case in point, because of a huge amount of respect. So um, I would say uh, top ranking, and I've had different different kinds of encounters. If I had a chance to sit down and really interview someone, like on a radio show, and I did an hour-long live with Quincy Jones, I put that at the top. Because Quincy, for, he came in sauced. He had a bottle of Latour that he wanted to share with me, uh, which at the time I didn't even realize. But, oh, that was probably two grand worth of wine. And, you know, and it, we just started at Lena Horn, you know, and then went all the way up to <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it was and you know, I was like, that blew me away, that guy. There's so much knowledge and wisdom and talent. Uh, you know, I had a similar meeting, although more private with Steve Jobs. Um, I would say, gosh, man, it's easier to say the people that I didn't like or was disappointed by, which was Brian Adams, because I was a big fan, really loved his work. and. Uh he came through. He was just, it was probably because he was on the road, but he was a dick. It's like, fuck you, asshole. He's a total douchebag. And I, and I, I think I still detect that in him sometimes when I see him, but I was very disappointed by that. Um, but other people, you know, 
got along with it was actually Sammy Hagar who kind of spurred me on to pursue MTV and think about it. And uh, uh, Cindy Lauper and her husband, Dave, they were very, very nice people. Um, and then, you know, we had crazier things like you remember Berlin. I think they're back on a tour now. Terry Nunn. Take my breath away. <laughs> so she came through with her band and I think I took her guitarist to the to the uh to the red light district i think <laughs> I can't we, remember. I know we, we, we saw him hours later he was still alive that was good <laughs> um you know so so many of these people were really just super nice you know Diana ross super nice tina turner tina turner was super interesting when i met her she was getting some retail award she was in Europe most of the time because she married a German. Uh, some guy, I think it was from Universal, yeah. Airman. Um, so she was kind of in the Germanic countries and she felt pretty comfortable. And But you know, this was the time when she, I'm Tina Turner, Thunderdome, beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> this was, you know, remember that? When Mad she kind of had that whole vibe about her? Yeah. Mad Max. Yeah, but, but she, she was also, I'm Tina Turner. <laughs> yes. Hello, how are you? And she had kind of that, what Madonna had when Madonna lived in London too long. Um, and so there was a lunch it was a special lunch for her and the retail guy was there and I was there and some, you know, some photographers and it was really horrible. Like the, this guy, this fucking farmer asshole who was owned all these record stores. Yes. Uh, attention, please. Here's my Dutch guy. Uh, we want to give this special award to you, tiny Turner. We're very happy to have you here, Miss tiny Turner. And then I, oh my God. But the thing was when lunch was served, and this is going to sound racist, which it's not. So I just have to. Uh, this is just a a, a recounting of effect of a of pure facts. Fact check false. <laughs> is uh, so the chicken comes out, and all of a sudden it's not Tina Turner, it's Annie Mae Bullock from uh, from Mississippi, and she's like. Bam, shoom, shoom, no, no utensils. Bam, hum, I've been waiting for this. She loved it. And every, so the whole thing from that guy calling her Tiny Turner to her doing it was just like, wow, it's fucking bizarre, man. What world am I in? What world am I in? Um, didn't she had like Whitney, Whitney Houston come through, you know, when she was just just before she was breaking really big, 19 years old. And she she would because we also do live performances. She did five times in a row. Not not a peep, not a problem. Always smiling, and just and I never saw that. I never recognized that girl come back again. She was just she, he ruined. It's so sad. She was yeah. fantastic. It's it's sad when people get ruined in the in the business. It's it's like they were they were probably really great people, and then you know some bad person comes along and corrupts them. <sighs> but you know what are you gonna do? Uh, no, it's just it's just it's what it is. It, it it happens to all people. It'll happen to you too. I mean, you know, you'll probably get out of it because you 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 you've not your first rodeo. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm past being corrupted by uh anything. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, I know. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Okay, secret sex stuff at the beach house. Ask that up. Uh, tell me about your sexuality. Is it is it in your DNA? It's really in my DNA. And uh, it's something I'm very proud of, and uh, I hope that's why I can never have this uh, this coronavirus vaccine because it's an mRNA vaccine that might change my DNA and thus alter my sexuality. Can't risk it. This is true. There's a there's a lot of stuff about viruses and altering your DNA out there these days. It's uh, 
Uh-huh. Um, but, and then also like these Karens and stuff. Karen Karen is getting a big big bump in 2020. Like she's like almost bigger than the coronavirus is the Karen virus. It's they're out there. Uh, mm-hmm. You you must get a lot of trolly hate mail. Like when I was when I let people know I was going to be interviewing you, I did. It wasn't really like hate mail, but I was getting people like saying, "Why isn't Adam following me?" I, I, it's like what, <laughs> I don't know if that's hate mail. That sounds like begging mail to me. I don't know what that is. That was a hate mail. I I try to follow everyone who wants it. I don't look at my here's a big secret, everybody. I don't. I do not look at. Here's how I go to Twitter. It's always on one device. I keep these things very segregated, and uh, I only look at the notifications. To me, it's it's like an inbox. So it, even better, it's like an open window. And a couple times per day, I stroll past the window, and there's people out there going, "You asshole, you fucker!" <laughs> but also, some, someone with a nice pie, and they give me this nice little pie. And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." If I wanted to, if I want to engage in conversation, I'll talk to my best friend. I'll talk to my wife. I don't want to do that through the through this window. It's like, just give me yourself, and I can, if I want, I can close the window or throw something back at you, and that's it. And, but it's really just the notifications. It's another inbox. I use my inbox inbox, adamcurry.com, which I've now done a lot of work on to manage that information because uh, it's a lot that comes in. Um, and uh, Twitter and then, well, No Agenda Social, although there it's more like I, I get a vibe for what people are thinking, our, our people, our community, yeah. and uh, if I engage at all, it'll be there. You know, if I have something to say or whatever. I mean, there's so many smart people on NoAgendaSocial.com, I and mean, it's really off the hook. There's the level of intelligence and um, the diversity of uh, of knowledge is just – it's crazy. And, and And I do have dialogue with a lot of producers who, you know, are really deep into their topics. And you can't name something that I probably can't contact someone who is in that field. And they, and when shit comes up, they tell me about it. And, you know, I try to dissect what they're saying. And like right now, I want a whole thing about the Pope being fake. Not fake, but, you know, <laughs> Pope Benedict never really uh, 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 rescinded uh, the, his, uh, I would, the, uh, his his pope his pope ship actually there's a the vicar of christ i think is the correct term huh. uh, since you can be a pope even though you're not the sitting pope so the vicar of christ and he only uh, rescinded from um from his local parish really and not from the uh from the vicar of christ so you know now there's a a rule change coming up anyway it all boils down to china is asshole <laughs> that's the bottom line of everything all my research about Religion, Catholicism, the church boils down to a big uh, conspiracy that's going on with a fake pope who clearly hates America, loves China, and is fucking religion everywhere with his evil scheme. And I wouldn't say that about any old pope. I know how risky it is to say that, but I know how many people think there's something either fishy or are convinced what I'm saying is true. Well, when I met you, you were scared of the the like pedophile rings killing you, but it seems like you're that's coming out into, into the light these days, so – yeah, I don't have to worry about that. After I launched the Q movement, I figured that would take care of itself and I could just step back and watch everybody do it. Now I'm on to the next phase. It is, uh, it's the big J for Jesus, the big Jesus, the J scam. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on with this Pope. Jesus was Chinese, by the way. Did you know that? It wouldn't surprise me for a second. I have heard so many cool stories. It's, it's really interesting how many people I know who, when I start talking about it, uh, are very devout Christian. 
who believe in either the second coming of Christ or the end end of days. And, uh, you know, not everyone believes in it the same way, but I'm so delighted. And this is typical of the No Agenda audience that uh, we can talk so openly about these things. You can be a clumsy idiot and a No Agenda person will just take you for what it is. It's not going to excoriate you or try to school you or whatever. You know, it it's really interesting. We have this weird kind of cohesion and uh, so it doesn't bother me at all and i love that they're telling me this and i'm learning from it and that they feel comfortable and uh, i think it's uh, there's there's some things that are going to come up in the next couple of years and it's going to be around faith religion uh belief universal you know what the hell makes everything work um there's a lot of people are very curious about this are, are you a religious person or are you a, a devout catholic or are you are you uh, you're Jewish, right? I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> uh, I was baptized in Armonk, New York. My parents, for a little while, they were Unitarian, and I went to Unitarian Sunday school, which meant you know po- polish your shoes, uh, brush your hair, put your little suit on. Right, that one wheeled remem- bike, the one wheeled bike. Uh- yeah, I don't remember a single thing that I learned in Sunday school. I don't think I ever comprehend. I just have no idea nothing and then when we moved to the netherlands my parents found other it was almost like an underground unitarian church movement which i found kind of a little sketch you know there were other american families i think maybe diplomats or something i'm not i don't remember i remember some of their names um and then one morning like we do a special ceremony and we all drove for, i don't know two hours on a really early Sunday morning, and then went up to some hilltop somewhere in the middle of some fields. And then as the sun came up, they played Cat Stevens' Morning Has Broken <laughs> on a little cassette player. And, I, and I, I'm traumatized to this day by that song. And I thought, no, whatever this is, fuck that. Because it was the same guy who did Ban Apple Gas. You know, I couldn't get over it. It's just like, morning. I'm thinking, Ban Apple Gas, yeah, Ban Apple Gas. So it's just like, eh. Well, Cat um, Stevens is Jewish. So I guess you're just confirming that you're you are Jewish, right? Uh, no. Exactly. <laughs> uh, are you spiritual? Do you think there's a? Do you think there's something after after we die, or do you think there's a a guy in the sky somewhere, or is this is this too touchy of a subject? No, I don't think. I don't know if anyone believes in guy in the sky, but uh, you know, honestly, uh, I believe a lot more in a godlike force now. After after having doing, I've been doing some of the work. And after having done the work, I really realized that I may have, been, you know, not been totally fair about my 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 faith. Uh, I to me, it's all great stories. It's great conspiracies, and I love them. And I love the stories. And I, I of course, just as I want to believe, you know, uh, thousands of sealed indictments, I totally want to fucking believe end of days is coming and the good people are gonna, you know, gonna get beamed aboard or whatever, or or the second coming of Christ, or or unicorns and rainbows. Hell yeah, I'm I'm a very optimistic person. That for sure. <laughs> I never dismiss anything like, nah, that that crazy good shit's never gonna happen. No, 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 no. I, I'd love for it to happen. So uh, who knows? You know, it's, there's, there's always some truth in everything somewhere, some bit, if it's the same material. Uh, do you think Ted Kaczynski could have got his message out without killing people? Um, or do you think that if you read that book without knowing that he actually killed people, would it not impact you the same way? Does that make sense? Um, thank you for that question. I would say that, th- that 
Ted Kaczynski had to do it this way for us to still be talking about him. And my, oh my, isn't it interesting how pre-internet, he took a number of steps, wrote some things down that now in the age of the internet, the exact age he predicted are true and happening before our very eyes. And uh, he also gives a roadmap to solving it, but I just, I mean, that's my feeble attempt at OTG lifestyle is part of his idea of how to stop the technological society from basically killing itself, which there's a very good chance of that. Although I give human creativity a little more, a little more credit. And I think there's a lot of things that even uh, Professor Ted couldn't have known about how people re- will respond and how they, how well they organize and, I mean, just look at what we're doing right now. I mean, this was unthinkable in my lifetime. What? Are you kidding me? These guys are going to do a video thing <laughs> and and millions of people will be watching and they're going to enjoy it and they're going to learn something and they may get a different idea about something, you know, about religion or science or – that's unthinkable. So that part of it is, uh, you know, is there's enough smart people that could uh, still make it all work I think, or people who have figured it out. You don't have to be that smart. You just have to figure it out. It, it's it's kind of hard to figure things out, though. Like uh, when Bush uh, Jr. was president, I, I had a vitriolic hatred towards him. But I didn't really – because it wasn't really towards him. It was towards what everything was happening in America. And I didn't really know where to focus my anger. And I think people mm-hmm. took advantage of that and made me hate Bush more. And now that I'm a little <laughs> bit older – I'm just because I voted. I voted for John Kerry, and then after after that, I was like, I'm never voting again. Just, just throw up in your mouth a little bit when you said that. It sure looked like it. it. I did a little bit. It was yeah. So ever since, uh, well, it, here's here's what I've learned is that, and I think the the lockdowns and this whole coronavirus scenario has um, taught a lot of people. Probably, hopefully a similar thing. Local government matters. And now is the time to get involved in your local government. And I'm going to, anyone who wants to get any of these yahoos in my city council out, I'm helping you to get in. I almost don't care what your platform is. Um, but obviously I do, but it's just, you know, they're, these are technocratic douchebags who just are there. And we've never really cared about it. But when people start making decisions about, you know, locking you down, muzzling your head, you know, this kind of stuff. It's like, all right, this is important. I, I want to know why are you here? Where do you come from? What is your agenda? What do you really want? They're clearly not for the citizens. No political party is for the for the people anymore. It's all for corporations. I'm not anti-corporatist, but let's just call it what it is. So, um, you know, that's where you can change it at a local level. And that that's what I've learned. I don't really care that much about the whole presidential part of it. Um, I think Donald Trump, I'm fucking happy to be alive that this happened <laughs> and I'll take funny. another four years. I will. I'll take another. Great. But also I'll take four years of Biden or four days <laughs> before he dies and whoever is vice president is president. I'll take it all because I trust in the American people. It's not going to be the president who saves us. It's the, And this is Kanye's message. It's going to be you, black people, is what he says. You're the you're the one that brings change, not a politician. So. You know, and of course, that's why Kanye now is having an episode and is clearly crazy because he's saying things we don't want black people to hear. Shh. Shh. Uh, Very bad. The is after him. What? The, the Zeitgeist is after him. After him, yeah. Whoever, yeah always is. Controls that. Uh, 
Why are, why are there term limits for uh, everybody? I think I think that's the big problem. Like they're like, oh, the president is only there for four, maybe eight years, but then there's like governors and and fucking uh, mayors and all these other politicians that could sit there for I, like life. It, I think that's well, of course, the same politicians would have to would have to shepherd this kind of bill through. That's the same thing as campaign finance reform. So that's why it doesn't happen. But also, I think it's a cop out. Yeah, you fucking pussies. You got to organize and vote and, and vote someone out. It's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to organize. I don't want to do that. We just have term limits now. Do the work. I mean, it's fine. You can have term limits with something reasonable, but that's really not the problem, is it? Let's be honest. It's not the problem. You the problem is people are are, are, are uh, lazy. Oh, oh, I want uh, I, I, I haven't voted since I voted for Kerry, but uh. I want a receipt to come with my vote. Like I want to be able to check my like a number or something like a random number and just make sure everything is yeah. going where it's supposed to go because I don't really trust the whole system, which is I think a reason a lot of people don't vote. I think a trust in the system is very small. Well, I think that's ignorance because I think the the uh, electoral college system is actually quite accountable and goes above and beyond the very riggable uh, general election count, which, of course, this is rigged. I mean, you can go back uh, 10 years and you can see the Republicans uh, or the Democrats bitching about, oh, no, we can't have a mail-in vote because they were trying to do that in Florida. So they're all doing it. Sure. There's no difference there. It's, they're all doing the same tactics. You know, these days it's a little more fun. You can uh, on your on your website, you can say, uh, you know, look here for your poll. This is what the Clintons did. Look here for your polling station. And they had phony polling stations set up there, and you'd fill out your form, and they'd walk them to the real polling station and throw out the the non-Hillary votes. I mean, this is, that's done all the time. That's why you have the Electoral College, which has at least some accountability. Uh, and of course, that's why it's under attack. You know, because people are like, oh, it's it's not, it's undemocratic. Well, yeah, it's not a democracy. This is we have the Electoral College. This is how our republic is set up. And if you want to change it, then get the votes in Congress and change it. So I think it's actually quite accountable. That's why okay. I don't like this any other system. I mean, would it be great if we had some blockchain stuff? <laughs> yeah, groovy, baby. But you need to have a barcode. Uh, the only other thing I don't like about voting is, like, I've never met these politicians in person. Like, I, I don't know if I would uh, – I want to – it's impossible for them to meet everybody. So it's – you can't, like, have a conversation and be like, this guy's a douchebag, that guy's cool. Because you can kind of figure a person out with, like, five minutes. But there's – it's very hard to – it's very hard. It's well, a lot of work. I guess I got to do the work. What, well, you got to do the work. <laughs> um, but, you, you know, that's why they do rallies and appearances, and it's like a celebrity. I mean, that's our culture. They, like like we really know Michael Jordan. Okay. You know, I'm finally watching the, the, the Last Dance series, and like I didn't know Michael Jordan for shit, did I? You know, I didn't know any of these guys. I don't know their backstories, and it's only just one version of it. So, you know – yeah. We're kind of lost in that regard, man. It's like, what do you? What do I know about you? I've met you once. Oh, by the way, when I met you, you paid, I think you paid for pizza for everybody. Did you not? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'm rich. Uh, I think you, I think you did. I gave. I don't know if you remember this, but I gave you a book. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't. Yes, think, I do. I don't think you remember the book at all or any of it. I have it. I don't remember it. Okay. Well, it was a uh, Jack London's The Iron Heel. I think I think yes 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 that does ring a bell. It's a great book. You probably never read it. Uh, the no, Jack of London. Of course not. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> Jack London usually writes it like man. Was, was, 
paperback? It was a paperback book. Paperback, yeah. And there was like a yeah. foot. I have, I have, believe me, I have it. I, I have think, it. I, I think you should it read it. It's a very, when I read it 20 years ago before I gave it to you, <laughs> I remember it being good. It might suck now. But it, it dealt with a lot of cool stuff. And Jack London used to write stuff about, uh, like, man versus nature and man versus animal. But then he wrote this, like, one political book. And I just – I remember it blowing my mind, but I I gave it to you, and now I can't reread it. So I hope hope you read that one. Okay. I'll dig it up. I'll read it, and I'll send it back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not like I can't get it anywhere else, but I'm rich. I could buy five more copies. Uh, what Whatever happened to the Airstream, and would you ever want to live the mobile lifestyle again? Uh, so the Airstream of Consciousness, which, as you know, was purchased specifically for the show yes. to yes. do the show from the road on, on meetups, which was uh, doable as a uh, tax deduction. And <laughs> then I got audited two years ago, three years ago now. And oh, uh, and uh, they were out to get something on me. And clearly you're in Austin. The woman who was the tax assessor, I'm sure, was not enamored with the content of the No Agenda show, or how much uh, you know confusion there was. Why do you have – so wait a minute. People send checks and PayPal to this account. Then this guy, this guy Dvorak <laughs> in California puts it into your California account. Then you transfer that to your account here. And so they, then we're not liking any of this. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty squeaky clean. I, you know, I, I do my taxes on uh, TurboTax. It's, it's not complicated. It really is. Although at that time, we also, by the time this had passed, we had already, uh, in, you know, created an LLC and we were filing a little bit differently um, because the IRS had requested that of no agenda to make this part more uh, clear uh, and just more regulatory. It's the same basic flow, but regulatory. Um, and I said, you, you know, you guys should pay attention because this is a model that we think fucking works. It's called value for value. And I want to see it in the in the U.S. tax code that this is how you do a value for value business. They didn't understand the humor or any of that. <laughs> um, so yeah. this tax, this this inspector, you know, she's like, well, I have to see this Airstream. And, you know, so went out, showed it to her. And, you know, I had, still had the stuff in there, but I brought a little extra gear in to make sure it still looked like studio. And, you know, then they went through all the receipts and she says, well, the problem is you did a tour and you um, and you went through Yellowstone. So, yeah, oh, and you God. did a meetup before and a meetup after. But you stayed in the Airstream with your then fiance for two days. Therefore, the entire write off is uh, has been rejected and you have to pay it all back. Wow. So and that was, you know, over a couple of years, it wasn't too bad, but it was 70 grand. Oh, man. And with penalties and all this other shit. And and, and I'm like, what? Because they uh, let me deduct the truck that was pulling it. And I said, well, how come you let me deduct that? Oh, would you like us to look into that? I said, no, I'm all right, man. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's, Can I do it in payments? <laughs> it's, a fucking, it's a black art. It's 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 so taxes are scary. Like, uh, I don't have an LLC yeah. yet, but uh, I think I might need one because when I was doing taxes, I'm like, uh, fuck, I have to report everything that I made because I, I also do the value for value thing. I get, you know, right. millions of yeah, dollars. Yeah, if you don't report it, I mean, you got to report it. No, I report it, but I don't have an LLC, so it's also not a hobby. Hobbies are, right. if you're losing money, then it's a hobby. It's like I'm self-employed. I don't, it's so confusing. I fucking hate taxes. Uh, but yeah, 
We'll get to the organization. Yeah. <laughs> I missed you. If you had an LLC, that wouldn't happen, you know. The okay. Skype does works better if you have an LLC. All right. So point is get an LLC. <laughs> I got you. I'll do that this year. Uh, I just got a PO box. So I mean, it's, the only difference is um, you, you either you're doing it, and this is tax advice with Adam and the Rat. Yes. Um, so you either for all you value for value people, this is actually a, probably good information. You got to track it. You got to show what's come in. That's very important. Um, but you could do a Schedule C and you can deduct stuff. It, and legally, everything I do that involves the show is deductible. Yeah. Every book I read, every television show, every uh, movie theater, uh, certain <laughs> dinners. Yeah, and I and I and they approved all that, by the way, because and that's the only way you can do it. I can't, you know, bandwidth bills by itself. But I mean, ever since the Rogan show, oh my God, not not the CDN, but the show notes. I've been working oh, yeah. with Dave Jones so hard I'm figuring out – all of a sudden you got like $1,000 a month from Amazon just for show notes. Like, hold on a second. got to work on this. <laughs> it's not a – I mean, like, whoa. Um, my point is that you either do that with a Schedule C, which is highly prone to being looked at by uh, uh, the authorities versus an LLC where it, 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 it's not quite as advantageous, but then you can uh, – the stuff, so the same cable bill, et cetera – you just deduct from your entire income. So that's an, uh, a, an unreported partner expense. And so you just lower the income that you're going to get taxed over. And that's kind of enjoyable because, you know, trips you take and stuff like that. Yeah, you paid for it. You use it on the show, but you're not going to get taxed on that actual money. So it's kind of it's like a spending your retirement up front, which honestly is the way to go. Yeah, it is. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck money, man. I love it. But, man, that shit's – yeah. I also report everything that I – thank God for Amazon because it's like a receipt right there. I, I basically live live my – Jeff Bezos is my God, even though that's yes, horrible to he, say. Yes, he is. He is. He is. <laughs> it's very sad to say. Um, uh, favorite rounds to put in the judge and do you still shoot? Uh, yes. Well, yes, I do shoot. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, uh, meetups here that uh, Sir Scott, the Baron of the Armory, Armory organized. Uh, I – I haven't taken the judge out the last couple of times just because it's big and it's loud. And uh, I like the the Colt 45 round, oh. but you can also put a, a what is it, a, a shotgun shell in there. And But they don't allow slugs at the range. So, you know, you know I don't want to put bird shot in it or something. <laughs> I, just, uh, so I just don't. And it's, it's loud. I've actually purchased some different uh, firearms. Ooh. Uh, Yes, uh, I have uh, a, a Bursa Thunder, which is pretty much a replica of the Walther PPK, and that's a that's a 380, which uh, the keeper actually has now. Once she fired it, she's like, "This is my gun." <laughs> it's a shame because someone had just made a holster for it for me too. It was beautiful. Wow. I'll, I'll have to get another one of those. Uh, and off of Sir Gene, I bought a uh, uh, a Springfield nine millimeter. I love that gun. That is a great gun. It, I mean, I'm so accurate with it. It's just, I mean, I love that gun. And then just to keep, just to keep in practice, I'll shoot the, uh, I have a, uh, was it, uh, the Czechoslovakian? Is it, I don't know what, um, maybe it's a Ruger. It's a 38 special snub nose. Huh. So that's just in my car just to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. You know? Next to the gray Poupon. <laughs> It's a revolver, so I got five, you know five shots at, at getting out of the situation or I'm toast. But I just like something that I know is going to work. I don't have to 
cock it, anything like that. And it's not going to be sitting there locked and cocked and just it's there. Pull the trigger. Good to go. Mm hmm. Oh, man. I, I went to a place in Jersey once, and they just checked. Uh, I think they looked at my driver's license, and then they were just giving guns and ammo to people to walk around the place. It was, it was very freeing. It was a fun time, too, but it was a little scary, too. It's like, wow, they just gave me a gun. Like, well, no that's personal. Yeah, it's, it's personal responsibility. And once you learn that America is, is, is kind of like that, too, it is very – you feel like, wow, this is pretty fucking badass. Everyone's trusting me, and I'm trusting yeah, them. Yeah. Which leads some credence to the an armed society is a polite society. Very but true. in Texas, people driving around like there's no road rage. After you, man, go ahead. I don't know what the fuck kind of gun you got. Yeah, I'll take my time. Go ahead. Uh, favorite place to eat in Austin? Uh, I think barbecue joint was uh, requested, but I, I'm looking for a good place to eat in Austin. If I ever, uh, I might come down there one day. Oh well, you shall be my guest if you come down here. Not to sleep, Nick, but I'll take you out to dinner. Oh, that's fine. Uh, um, I'll pay. Well, I like uh, Fix a lot, F-I-X-E, although I don't know if they're going to reopen again. They they had kind of a partial reopening, and it looks like they may be having some, some issues. Uh, that was when I had just moved out of my previous relationship. That was uh, They had just opened up, and so it was kind of a hang for me, but I really like their food. Um, another one is um, True Lux. That's... Uh, now, that's upscale dining, so the keeper and I will sometimes go on a Saturday like at 5.15 and grab a high top and have some uh, you know, have some uh, dirty martinis and uh, shrimp cocktail and some other stuff and just get kind of semi-hammered. Uh, cheat day, is, is that, as it's known. Uh, so we like that a lot. But there's also Thai Fresh, which is kind of this basically a kitchen with – well, now it's all takeout. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, my favorite has got to be fishmongers and they're they're struggling man i love those guys so much very small place they 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 get their fish and they sell the fish you know as whole but they also have a restaurant and you know i actually they do a, a their version of fish and chips is so good it's like yeah bring it on yeah it's a, so those are just a few of them austin is such a food town i mean we have incredible food and I'm, I, you know, Mark Hall, Sir Mark Hall, he's the one that can tell you about all the best restaurants. He knows every single one. And he's kind of the Sherpa. Him and the former New York banker, former New York banker will take me to all the douchey places that are, <laughs> you know, way, way, you know, like waiting list for five weeks. But he's got some other douchey banker friend that, that gets him in. And so, you know, we'll go eat fried ants or whatever. That's nice, too. <laughs> All right, I got a couple more uh, questions from the audience. I still have some more questions for you. Do, do, do I still have a little bit of time with you? Let me see what time it is. It's uh, almost an hour in now. Yeah, yeah, you got some time. Okay, because I got a couple questions I still want to ask you, but I, I got some audience questions. Uh, ask as much as you want. All right, uh, fold or scrunch? Oh, folder. One hundred. And anyone who asked that question knows I'm a folder. Come on, there's folders and scrunches in this life. And uh, I'm a folder, of course. It just makes so much more sense. All right. This question from the audience I thought was very intelligent, and you might get mad at this. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, ask, <laughs> <laughs> ask him if he simultaneously, sim, simultaneously believes that we have never been to the moon and that there is an Israeli moon base. Because there is the uh, the Van Allen belts that you don't think we've ever mm. been through, which also I've heard a lot of evidence that we haven't been through it. And there's a lot of mm -hmm. evidence that we've never been to the moon, but you also think there is an Israeli moon base there. I think 
that it's a little oversimplification of my stance on both topics, <laughs> and you forgot the space ladder, which I'm a little disappointed by. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, the initial Apollo landing was not real. Uh, that's not to say that we haven't been there or someone hasn't been there, which is kind of where the idea comes in. Now, I'm pretty sure there's Israeli moon bases that have been there for a while. But this didn't take place in the in the 60s. It, it's just, I mean, even I uh, I worked with uh, Mae Jemison, Captain Mae Jemison. She was the first uh, black female astronaut. I think uh, she, uh, I know she, she flew the space shuttle, I don't know what she did. She might have just done spun donuts. But I was asking him, like, you know, so what the fuck? She said, we had we had less than 64K. It was just there was nothing in there. Everything was controlled from down below. We really had nothing. There's no no smarts, no technology, just almost like a compass, you know, and a, and an abacus. And I'm like, this doesn't add it up. It doesn't add up. And then. For the industrious capitalist nation that we are to have not gone back in all those years, it just makes no sense. And then now all of a sudden we're going to do Mars. Now, this is, <laughs> if anything, if anything, this whole noise is just cover for Elon Musk to create the true 5G network, which is above us, which is uh, Star, Starlink. Is that yeah, what it's called? I think it's Starlink. Yeah. Starlink. I mean, it's it's a it, it, the, it's being paid for by the U.S. military. This is not a secret, but everyone's like, "Whoa, look at the rockets landing on the ship!" <laughs> Whoa, you know. Of course, I'll throw some. Oh, I didn't see him. The camera cut out. So, oh, must be fake. But what's really going on? This mesh network above us is going to be the ultimate, ultimate spy grid. And thank God we're going to own it. But at the same time, what the fuck? This, you know, this thing is. Is really massive, and the fact that no one is really yelling about that is just. Too, I mean, I'm I'm too old now to maybe, give a fuck. Maybe China is. Them. Maybe maybe this is all. Uh, uh, China's doing this because of Elon Musk. It's, uh, they're just mad that we're winning the no, space I, war. I, no, I, no, I, I think it's competing agendas, and uh, you know, everyone laughs. Why do you think Trump made Space Force? What just to be a, a fucking idiot? No, there's a plan behind this, and the plan has always been China, and part of the plan was to fuck China. What's the best way to fuck them? And by the way, I'm all on board with this. I don't care which president is running the show, because though, and I'm saying China specifically because the Chinese people have a role. No more pass from me, fucking Chinese. No pass. you got to overthrow this dictatorship. You're, you're, you're not the friends of the world. I've met you. I've met you in other countries. You're arrogant. You're in my space. You're starting you to sound crazy. You. You're starting to sound crazy like Kanye West right now, Adam. I don't know. <laughs> have you, you know, ever? So, so Kanye, yeah. he, he did this great thing. He's like, you know, Rosa Parks wasn't the first lady to sit in the front of the bus. And the people at this rally are going, what? <laughs> Kanye's he's bipolar. Well, you should look up Claudette Colvin, everybody, and learn how uh, how the story really went down. Kanye's, may I say, is spitting some truth. And there are people out there who are hearing it. I'm hearing it. Kanye, I think he has my vote. I mean, I like Vermin Supreme, as you know. That's kind of my go-to guy. That's my vote, too. Because his platform is simple. Boot on your head. Everybody a pony. Uh, it keeps me very honest. You know, I, I of course, send at least $100 to every candidate uh, so I can get on their mailing lists. But uh, it's always been Vermin Supreme. Um, and this year, oh, man, uh, even as a write-in, Kanye is uh, – you know, it's people are like, oh, 
what he's tweeting crazy stuff here. That's exactly what they said about Trump, another billionaire. Like this guy can't you know, win. He's crazy stuff. Now, what is that? That's just nuts. But he's getting the attention. He's showing up on the radar. He's showing up on the radar. So, and and he has a mm, not a very refined message, but he has a message. Does, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what uh, comes of it. Uh, I don't count him out. I don't count him out. I, if you if you said this in other other uh, reputable places like CNN or Fox or something, you might have got kicked off the air. But that's that's not the kind of show that I run here. Uh, have you well, ever? But you you didn't mention any reputable places in that list. <laughs> Oh, you're going to get canceled, Adam, so hard by yes. every. Have you ever uh, uh, lost a friend using uh, with your uh, with your opinion? Have you ever lost friends because of your opinions? Uh, I've certainly the... not made. I've certainly not made friends because of my opinions. That's fine. Um, but have you ever lost one? Like that hurts. I've lost friends from opinions from being open, and it hurts. I I, I know people who. I mean, real friends? No, probably not. My real friends ultimately don't care That's about friend, some yeah. of the some of those differences. Yeah, um, it's very hard um, when uh, when kids have different ideas. Um, but that's also something you can listen to. Um, and uh, no, luckily, most of the people that uh, that are in my life. Uh, are open to, to, to discussing stuff, but really I'm, if someone's talking to me and, you know, it's a, the keeper's friends, you know, yeah. they're, uh, b- uh, before I corrupted her, as she will say, <laughs> she fucking cr- I had such a nice life. She said, I, I watched uh, a, a good morning America. I read people magazine. I had a great life. You and opened uh, her eyes. No, I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> yes, before I, so she had, she had lots of friends and these are still her friends. Um, and these friends of her, are, uh, feel very comfortable. They know exactly how I think mm-hmm. and they've heard no agenda. Uh, but they feel very comfortable talking to me about what they feel about doing the work or Trump or all this stuff. Cause they know I'm, I'm just not going to excoriate them. I'm just going to yeah. say, Oh, it's interesting. And, 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 you know, they don't, they never say, do you agree? You know, cause then I'd say, mm, no, yeah. but, you know, but I just, I just say, thank you. It's real. I really appreciate you telling me that. And of course, then I tell their story on the show the next day with a funny <laughs> voice and I think they learned something. <laughs> they might, or, or they're sharpening their knives behind your back. No, 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 no. Cause everyone is basically the same, man. They're confused. Everyone's confused, yeah. but everyone does what feels right for your psyche and, if you're playing on very, very old psychological wounds, and these days you can almost say everybody has daddy issues one way or the other, um, you can play on that. And that's why you see, you know, who who is always targeted? Women. Women are always supposed to – and it's all the women doing all they're, – they're doing the work. They're changing the world. And who's the problem? The patriarchy, the heteronormative cis patriarchy. This is the problem, the white patriarchy. So, so you know, they – they are confused by it, but you can see how easy it is to suck people into it if it's if you target those core abandonment daddy issues. It's fucking easy. And then you'll vote for John Kerry. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of trigger they used on you, man. I, I mean, you should you should find others like you. 
you can start a little club, a little club. It's, I think I got a little one growing. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to talk bad about John, but does John Why have? Not? But, okay, it's well, not. I'll, I'll, I'm okay. going to defend him. I'll defend him to the death. All right, the number one thing that I could say bad about John, it's not even really bad. Uh, do you think John's a womanizer? Because sometimes on the show he'll go a woman. <laughs> well, are you asking if he's misogynist or womanizer? What are you asking? Oh, that's a good question here. Um... <laughs> because he's both, and I'll explain why it's okay. John comes – he's he's from the James Bond era. He's from when we called women broads, and it was okay. And I understand now. You know, John's a few years ahead of me. I get it. And even when I met even when I met him, he was blunt and didn't give a shit. And then we'll look at where he is in life. You know, he's not – Kara Swisher, you know, but he has his fucking integrity and he's and he's got and he's got his, you know, his house and uh, he's got his homes and he's he's saved his money. He's done done. He's been frugal to some degree and not to mention that he's just a hoarder and never leaves the house. (laughs) That's not true. Um, So, you know, he um, and and, and that's charming to me. And, And and where else can you get that? A guy who does not care. We'll say it the way he feels it. And he he's being very clear. That woman, that man, you know, the blacks, the gays. He's being very clear what he means. He's not. <laughs> he's not. He's, in fact, very – he has – I know – in fact, most of the women I met out in California were his friends. But he's not He's not a womanizer. Okay. No. Yeah. He's the dad they want. He's the perfect dad. I want him to do my dad. He doesn't do anything with him. No, exactly. Of course – if I ever even say, well, you're kind of a father figure to, to, to me, he would end the show right then. Know, okay, that's don't it. Say, done. Don't We're say. done. We're done. We'll never do the show again. So right. he, he's that guy. He is a, he is a true national treasure. And, you know, th- this is one statue I won't let him tear down. No fucking way. He's done it a lot less. He used to do it a little bit more. But whenever he said, like, oh, a woman did it, he, would, he would put a little, inf- a little extra tick behind it, but it it stuck uh-uh. out to me. It didn't really bother me. Nothing really bothers me, but I'm also... Uh, and secondly, does John have more power in picking the artwork than you? John has more of an eye for artwork. Oh, that's bullshit. Uh, that's... <laughs> no, it's true. Here, So I'm very good at picking the hits. Okay. I'm very good at... I, and I pick, I've picked hit records... I've picked hit people to hire. I pick the hit clips to play on the show. I pick the hits. It's, you are it's from the future, of, which we're going to get it, into in a little bit. But I pick, I pick the Pope. It's, it's, it's one of my. Ta- I have a talent for that. It's like, and I think it's because my my dad told me very early in life about pattern recognition. He said, you know, there's some cool shit that we have in the army. There's or air force or whatever. There's these guys and they can look at a map, a picture of, of some landscape and they see patterns and they say, ah, tank is hidden there, airfield over there. I'm like, well, it's kind of like neural networking. That's actual, you know, what we today call artificial intelligence, uh, photo recognition, et cetera. Uh, and so I think I developed a knack for it. I can do it with spreadsheets when we had our, I, I took my company public in 96. Yeah. And I, you know, we had a, a CFO, of course, chief financial officer, but I would just look at the spreadsheets and be like, I don't know why, but something's wrong over in this in this area of the spreadsheet. And sure enough, some girl was calling her boyfriend in London for five hours a day. You know, we're talking back in the nineties. This it cost a, that was thousands of dollars a, a month. Like, okay, I see something go. It's just that kind of stuff I can do. Um, 
so with art, when I say this, this thing pops, like this just pops, but then that's my initial, I'm also kind of colorblind. So I don't see a lot of those things. You know, I can't see the numbers in the, in the dot chart gotcha. ever. I just, you know, um, which is not uncommon for guys, I guess. Uh, <laughs> So, but here's how we actually do it. If you want to know the after the show sequence, I would love to listen. I wish you guys recorded the uh, choosing the art. (laughs) Only I've been doing it for fucking ten years. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) No, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, but the the sequence is it's always the same. So the show ends. You know, we got the mic drop, the end of show clip, and then. I just turn the gate off on John's mic so I can hear if he's still alive or he's in the room. I have no idea. He's always he's immediately doing something else for sure. I don't know what he's doing. And then so I'll I'll go back and if we had any stops, I'll edit those together. But I also have all these different markers for opening clips. So I'm also doing that during the show. It's like, oh, let me mark that. Let me mark that. Let me mark that. A lot of work. And so go through it. I'll select, you know, five or six or whatever we have. And then I'll say, okay, here we go. Play them back. And then we'll select them. And uh, we pretty much both always agree on what that is. I I tend to uh lean more towards letting john's decision <laughs> I, play through i knew it unless i in really just unless i really just don't agree well so then then we do the credits which means you know there's always an argument because there's all this shit that has to be done and he was a an associate executive producer and i take all these notes during the show it's a lot of fucking work so, i'm actually surprised you do it so cleanly to do all that no, I fuck up from time to time. Yeah, so we do all that, and then uh, and then we look at art. And this is usually where I say, I got to take a piss, which is really not true. It means I'm going to go downstairs. Tina always puts a little note in the wine glass with a little love you note. And then so, you know, I'll pour a glass of wine. I'll go outside, take two tokes off of the joint that I had there before the show. And then maybe if I have to, I'll take a piss. And I go back and say, what do you see? So he's already he's already done a scan. He says, well, I don't see much or I see – or two pieces. If he says I did two pieces, I'll see if I can pick which ones they are. And that usually agrees uh, one of those two. And then I'm always going for the pop like this, – this past episode is a good example because Darren O'Neill did a really nice laughing my mask off, yeah. which I thought popped like a mofo. But then John said, man, you should really look at this uh, – this, uh, what is it, uh, Jordan 33, this uh, this piece, there's a lot of work done on the slate and the third act, and say it doesn't really, and then you have to blow it up, look bigger, will it pop on? We really evaluate all this. Yeah. And then I said, you know, to be honest, to be honest, the mask on Darren's uh, was not really technically put together that well. You know, the straps were just kind of hanging there. I mean, it sounds really horrible to critique oh, like no, that. Oh, no, 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 it's, it's, you have to be exactly, horrible to be critiquing. I, I, I actually... I have no qualms with you guys at all, but but I will. I'm going to tell you something that I've been thinking about. I think this is, John. This is really, in, this is inside baseball. This, this is, man. yeah. Holy shit! I think uh, yeah. I think John is a secret communist or socialist. <laughs> why do you th- Why do you think that? He chooses a lot of artwork with red backgrounds. When John uh, sees, I've uh, there's there's been uh, oh okay uh you know uh sometimes I do a piece of art I'm like wow that's definitely gonna win you know not to pat myself in the back no but, and, and the then, other day you you did a red donkey something and we, we were no like, no no I I stole much, that I yes much, and you guys took it much. I saw that John was choosing red backgrounds I'm like John well actually okay so I was like I'm gonna start putting red into my backgrounds and they were getting selected 
John's a secret <laughs> communist. Just let you know. <laughs> Maybe he's partial to red. I have to pay attention to that. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, 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 you know, just, just to say that that is like, cause, you know, I love my job. I fucking love my job. And when I'm done and, and, I'm, and my, my beautiful wife, has put as has you know put her love note in my wine glass and the holy herb is starting to <laughs> swirl around the cortex, and then I get this beautiful dessert of looking at ten, fifteen pieces of art, all individually put together with thought and love and intent, and it is, I mean, it's real. It's not just glossed over. the The reason why the show comes out at later moments. Nine times out of ten is because we haven't agreed on the art. Oh, it, it takes the, the, the title is easier than the art. The the uh the amount of people that contribute to No Agenda must actually feel like church to you. It's got to like really raise your spirits because whenever anybody submits anything to me, I'm like, oh my god, this feels great. It's people giving me stuff. Yeah, it's well, it's the tribal media concept that I've been going on about, um, and. The ownership that people are, you know, we give people ownership in so many different ways. And, you know, and and there truly are so many different ways in which people contribute. And, and just by calling it as such and saying, you know, you're not listeners, you're producers. Um, the I think to me, this the meetups and, of course, the fact that we have no agenda meetups dot com yet again, another producer who just throw some shit up and maintains it and makes it happen. Uh, that really showed me what kind of eh, overused word, but community we have. And it truly is. I mean, this is not like the LGBTQQIAPK where you're all lumped together just because you, you have something that is lumpable. Uh, but this is everybody from, and I say it now, you know, we come together and we can just be clumsy because we are, we're retarded. We've got to twitches, you know, we're all, yeah, we're all, we're all fucked up. And guess what? We're at, at that moment, we can wear it on the outside and, and everyone's aware that I'm pretty fucked up too. And so, and also we're all kind of a little bit of outcast. We're not towing the party line, so to speak. So that, you know, it's a fraternity. Of course, that's a patriarch uh, taking over, but uh, the sorority, sororaternity, whatever we need to call it. It's a fucking tribe, and I love it, and I, lo I love that I can say to my hairdresser who says, I'm, I, if I sh have to shut down again, I'm out of business. And I said, well, don't worry about it because me and uh, one tweet, maybe five, maybe ten other fucking guys from No Agenda Nation and gals will we'll come by you. and we'll yeah. stand in front of your goddamn store to keep you open. That's and I know great. this. Yeah. What you're and, and you know, one of Tina's friends is very worried about Trump coming to kill her because she's a Jew. I said, don't you worry if, you, if you're really worried. You call me and me and my gay friends and my black friends and my fucking trippy ass friends will we'll all come with you. their guns and we'll stand there. And we'll protect you because you don't have to be worried about that shit. You really and don't. I know that one anywhere I am in the world, I can make one message and. Help will come or something can happen. It's it's an and it's not just me. Anybody can do that. You go on No Agenda Social, you put something out, boom, everyone's going to know about it. It's fucking. F and then, you know, it's, look it's, at yourself. I mean, you, you've been around us for over 10 years. And I'm and look, and I'm milking you guys right now for my podcast right now. 
<laughs> and yeah, I love seeing the value for value model way. being applied way. everywhere. It's just, I mean, it's really, that is the real reward of podcasting. Look at what's going on. We're, this is a whole new way of uh, discourse. Of art, of life, of work. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, so I, I hate when I say so. Ugh. You guys really very, uh, have implanted very hard. Uh, word yeah. Nazism into my life. No, but that's important. Like you noticed earlier, I didn't say that's a great question. I said, I know. thank you for asking no, that I, question. I, I noticed it. I didn't bring it out because I – I've, I've worked very or, you know, it's like, you know, there's many ways you can address that. It still gives me the same amount of time to think about it without <laughs> lying to you because I don't, even, I don't even remember what it was. It was not a great question. Well, it was a great – it was about <laughs> Ted Kaczynski. That's a great question. <laughs> well, that's why I said thank you for asking that question. It was a good question. Thank you. Uh, exactly. So you, you are uh, – uh, well, okay. You have influenced my – career well not really this is just my uh, fun this is this is what i i love to do i love to do this not it's not really my career but it's what i love to do i would love if this was my career sure but uh you have influenced but art bell has really influenced my uh what i'm doing now as well have you ever heard of art bell yeah sure um i i have not listened to coast to coast very much uh, ever um when i was in san francisco living there i would listen sometimes but um no it ne never really drew me in. Oh, okay. Well, but I, I could, but I can understand why. And a lot of people said, "Oh, Art Bell, Art Bell." So yeah, it's got a lot of a lot of similarities. I'm just no, it's and I also don't like waiting for commercials and stuff. I just I get bored with it. Oh, but I'm his like, commercials uh, were great. He would sell Bible yeah, spells and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> sometimes late at night, I'll I'll get on the um the shortwave band and listen to some of the guys broadcasting on AMs like, wow, this is good stuff. <laughs> entire, a, entire communities of people listening to shit you never heard of. He's a big proponent of a uh, ham radio as well. But, uh, okay. So we're, we're in like third half of the show. We're getting close to the end here. It's four twenty in New York city. I wish I had weed. Actually, oh, shit, I got an edible. I got, I gotta I got get me some edibles or something. Nice. I'll have an edible. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, I wonder why you're in the studio. I, I actually have the beach house as a background on the green screen. <laughs> really? Oh, that's a green screen? Okay. You'll see it later. But uh, uh, we'll fix it in post. Everything in post. I actually don't do very much post. I do it all live. Uh, I don't do much post. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> do you think that there uh, – do you believe in aliens? Oh yeah, do you absolutely. Think, do you think they've been to Earth? Yeah, I think they're among us. Sure. You think they're among us? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, there's got to be. Oh yeah. And the, and the, and I and I really got confirmation of that. There was a uh, an escort in San Francisco. I tried to get her to do a podcast at the time. Wow. And she great. had told me she had told me of a uh, of a client she had who was kind of an Asian guy. This is kind of a, this is not safe for work. I'm letting you know right up front. It's okay. But but she actually was the one that uh, told me about Alex Jones. She said you got to listen to Alex Jones. This guy's great. <laughs> and the internet, yeah. I, and so I don't know. What are we talking now? We're talking 2005, maybe. The first time I heard of Alex Jones was on a Waking Life. He was in a movie about uh, lucid dreaming. Oh. But go go on. I'll tell you about that a little bit later, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So. So I definitely came to the Alex Jones party late, but probably around the time when he was really 
you know, the internet was really working in his favor. Um, and he'd figured out the business model of the, of the supplements and all that. Uh, so that was working. And she told me that she had had a client that was, she said, I'm so sure aliens are here among us. And this guy, apparently, uh, when he came, it was just, it didn't stop. It just uh-huh. kept going and going and going and going. And she said, that guy was totally an alien. <laughs> so, and you know what? I take that as a boots on, on the ground report. And that, that actually convinced me. I'm like, I believe you. I believe that happened. And I believe that's an alien. There's only a certain amount of supply in there. There's. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what the limits are in general terms. She's like, no, no, this was like, you know, just kept going. It just kept going. I, I think he just had to turn the turn the tap off or something. It was crazy, she said. <laughs> right. so. To keep it not safe for work in the same vein, uh, do you believe that females could be squirters? Yes. If, if, <laughs> you sure it's not just peeing? They're not uh, urinating because it's a... Uh, they're- Honestly, I, I don't care. <laughs> no, I could then maybe you are from Deutschland. No, I'm joking. That's no, uh, a <laughs> throwing it back to my ignorance. Okay, so we talked about uh, aliens. Uh, how about have you ever had a paranormal experience yourself? Have you ever seen an Asian guy uh, ejaculate forever? <laughs> <laughs> that is the true test. You've seen that. You, you've done the work. Believe me. <laughs> okay. Um, Have you like? Uh, I talked to. I'll just give you an example. Like uh, Andrew Horowitz. He, when I asked him about yeah. this question, because I ask everybody this question, he said that uh, he once had surgery, and when he was under, he heard a song that he thought was going to change the world. And when he tried to remember it, when he woke up, he it 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 didn't really work very well. So that was his paranormal experience, but. Have wow, ever- that's not a, that's not a very good paranormal experience. Well, no, but I have. It's- I mean, so I have paranormal experiences with uh, with Tina. Oh, uh, but I don't really call them paranormal. Um, I've actually, uh, in fact, when when we um, we got engaged, we we gave each other like these rings. I don't know if you can see it. It probably looks like shit. A little bit. It looks metal with a uh, two rings, yeah. or three rings. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's metal has a ring over it, and the, but it's. Uh, there's a split in the. Hold on a second. Nah, it's important. It is important. Let me show you this. Boom. Okay, yeah, I see it. So, so the so the so the band on top of it oh, is not closed. Cool. Yeah, I see and that. that one. Is kind of, in a way, not entirely the definition of a mag loop antenna. So I my thinking is that if we focus our thoughts, they can connect through the rings. And. Uh, and it's turned out to work very well. Um, I know that when people live together and are together, you know, you can often finish each other's sentences, but we really think the same things at the same time. I mean, and closer proximity of the rings, the, the better it works. So I'd call that kind of paranormal. Most people would see that. Oh my God, that's freaky. But no, I mean, I, I can see the actual physics of it and how it works. And I, I truly believe that. Um, my daughter is way fucking into this shit. She's very good. So I've had paranormal experiences with her where she has uh, laid down cards, said stuff, and, like, the next day, you know, stuff happened. I'm like, mm. Nailed it. Like, whoa. (laughs) Christine's very, very good at that. Am I going to have to burn my daughter for being a witch? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, she's, you know, but these are the star children. She's 29 now. It's a very special age group, and there's a group of, kids who are kind of 
in between the millennials and the and the and the Gen Zers and there's and they're star children. They're very intelligent. They do very creative, very interesting things. I do think there's a, an opening of your your chakras where you can experience these. Like uh, I feel like I'm a very spiritual person, and I have those experiences that you're talking about. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's reciprocated on the other side. Like I feel like I'm well, you know, having it, but it's not coming well, back to me. It's interesting you say that. I I put in the show notes. Hold on a second. Just this last show, and everyone should go and get that. That's twelve sixty one. Infodemic. Hold on a second. Let me just go to the clips whip, and docs. Whip it out, Adam. Home. We're all waiting for you to whip it out. No, I I know. It's um no, it's actually quite cool. There's a a document from the CIA. Here it is. And this document, as it's loading up, okay, Department of the Army, U.S. Operational Group, U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Command, and this is from June 1983. And it's analysis and assessment of the gateway process. And it's this entire report, an assessment of the gateway experience in terms of its mechanics and ultimate practicality. So this is going to a different dimension. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so this whoever created this research report, I've only just just read Oh, Wayne M. McDonald, lieutenant commander, uh, who put this together. So it's, it's an interesting study about how you can get there through uh, certain types of meditation, through hypnosis. Uh, a transcendental meditation. They've got the whole workings of it and uh, pretty much lays out that you are in that instance going into a different dimension. And it talks about uh, the vibrational frequency of the brain. So, yeah, I, I mean, this, I, I, the whole idea of a multiverse or things that are taking place. Yeah, I buy into that very, very heavily. And and I love this research because you know you can through meditation and stuff you can actually you can get there. I think mushrooms and DMT are another gateway. I think we'll we'll get to Mars uh, through our brains, like through meditation, faster than we'll get there with science. Well, but Nick, look look at how compared to just when I was a teenager. Yeah. Look at what the fuck we are doing right now. I mean, it was a big deal to fly on a chair through the air when I was a teenager. For real, I am talking to you, and we're, and for almost free, we're just doing this shit. And how how far removed are we really? I believe in Elon's Neuralink. I like that. I would want. I would be an early uh, an early adopter of that for communication purposes. I, I was. Uh, I used to be. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if you are into that. You used to. You 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 crap on uh, transhumanism a little bit, which. Mm-hmm. I used to be totally into. It. I used to be like, I want to be a cyborg. Now I'm like, you know, I want all my human parts. Well, it just seems to be kind of a cultish religion. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like that part of it at all. But it, here's the here's what's abundantly clear: uh, computing, although the resources have gone up dramatically, we have dumbed down the interface between the human and the computer. Yeah, from a keyboard to a mouse to now. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> So you're you're actually disabling, and that's the reason why they have to be so powerful. They have to do all this calculation. You know, oh, let's save the people some time of learning command line, which turns out is way fucking faster. And if you know how to grep and pipe, you can pretty much you know do all kinds of fascinating fucking cool things with data and send them places and make files and storage and archive and you know and 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 build up your life and track your life much better than all these. You know, office, <laughs> you know, so it's a, what we've taken people uh, for obvious reasons, for obvious reasons. But it's not being taught properly. And 
you know, so clearly the fastest interface is using all 10 of these. Um, I'm not putting down voice interface and I love all that. I love all that technology, but the business model fucks me in the ass. So I can't participate in that. I really can't. I just won't do it. But the technology is there. And I think that as long as it's not based on AdWords, I'd be very interested in the neural link capability of communicating um, what, you know, how, can you control your thoughts? Can you siphon them? Can you, can you filter them in on the in and the out? I mean, I'm, I'm interested in that for uh, sure. Somebody actually, this is a question now that you're talking about this, your, your hearing aids, has there many updates to your hearing aids lately? Oh, uh, well, it's interesting you say that. Um, I currently have the, uh, well, I don't wear them when I'm doing the show. I have the Widex Evokes. There's Ooh. a brand new one that came out, the Widex Moment. Uh, they apparently have faster processor. You know, this is high tech shit, all miniaturized. Of course, they have some blockchain AI cloud fucking stuff. Whatever, <laughs> fine, whatever. I mean, the deal I have with my audiologist, I get the software so I can fuck with every single compressor, limiter, every every frequency. And I'm bringing a buddy of mine, Vic Pepe, who's longtime record producer, who's really losing his hearing, and uh, he was really afraid of the stigma. So I'm, I'm going to get him over that hump. So we've ordered two and, you know, we're going to try them out. But I'm very excited about the update we'll bring. I'm already so used to these. And the other day I had them out because I went wakeboarding with my buddy. And I didn't put them back in when I came home. And Tina's like, do you not have your hearing aids in? I said, why? Because you keep saying, excuse me, what? Huh? What? <laughs> yeah. What? What would you say? Yeah, that's exactly it, man. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. You forget. Forget. So it's uh, really it's it's a uh, it's a lifesaver. It is, especially for men who can withdraw and go into solitude. You know, you got to be careful. Technology is a it, it's there's a huge benefit to technology. But I used to be like totally for like, like, oh, chop my arm off if I could have a fucking pizza oven for an arm. But now I'm like, I'd rather have an organic have an arm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of cool. Yeah, it, it feels it's... much better. <laughs> uh, Adam, I think I've asked you every question that's on my list. Uh is there anything you wow. would like to promote? Yeah, I'd like to promote the MoFax. That's a great show. Is, uh, thank you. Um, which has you? I've been doing the work for almost a year now. <laughs> since July 31st last year, we started MoFax with Adam Curry. And it has been one of the most rewarding pieces of work I've ever been involved in. I mean, I I vibe on we release a show and i vibe on it for days about oh my god we oh it's this is so fucking cool ah and then we slip this in and and mo oh my god he blew me away with that and then you know, for the, kind of the first time on this last show i was able to come back at the very end and say oh ta-da guess what this leads into and it was it was such a synergistic moment you know i'm like and i'm just and i'm so proud of mo because he really uh, is so fucking dedicated, and and to see the value for value model starting to work, and and, and you know, just the, and it's not the it's not money, it's really it's the notes, you know, people saying like, holy shit, you know, I've got two ADOS kids, you know, and and I understand some things better, um, but also it works vice versa. People saying, oh, I never considered the the white experience to be that way, you know, it's uh, it there's something about it, and it's it, and. It was just organic and just fell together. And maybe one day uh, I, I look forward to meeting him in person. I've never even seen him. Don't even know what he looks like. Oh, he might not be black, by the way. 
He's some white chick. <laughs> there was some guy that was like, I can't listen to this unless you send me a picture of yourself. And th- th- yeah, this should be. I remember anim- that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember on Twitter. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, no. oh, come on, man. <laughs> no. The joke, his his webcam went on once, but the joke is it was it was too dark, man. I didn't see, I didn't get a good look. That's, so, that's but but you know what? Let me tell you. Yeah, but that's you know we this is we played this clip on. Now listen to this, you'll like this. All right. We played this clip. We recorded yesterday. This is Malcolm X, who is now by far my favorite. Listen to what Malcolm X said. First, the white man and the black man have to be able to sit down at the same table. The white man has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of that Negro. And the so-called Negro has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of the white man. Then they can bring the issues that are under the rug out on top of the table and take an intelligent approach to get the problem solved. That's the only way that they'll ever do it. Yeah, that's Malcolm X telling telling us, and if if only I'd heard that clip earlier. That's, it took us too long to get to it, but that's that's, that's a it. Clip, yeah. That's the only way you're ever gonna figure some shit out. And then you record that conversation, and and oh my god, other people go, oh, Pod, you Which are the Podfather, and you are going to save us in the future, you future motherfucker, you. I've already been there. We still have some work to do, <laughs> but no worries, everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right, well, Adam, I'm gonna cut you off here. I gave you oh, much, okay. I got to play some no, uh, some commercials I gotta go over do here. Some, I got to do some groceries, right? Yeah, you got to play some commercials. <laughs> I got to do some groceries. I'm cooking tonight. Ooh, what are you making? Uh, I take I took two steaks out of the freezer, and I'm probably going to do – Tina wants uh, non-cheat days, so I'm going to do real simple rice and salad, Make keep it keep it real, uh, real smooth. She likes that. Um, uh, let her know that tequila – Tequila is good for your cholesterol, and uh, <laughs> she likes the tequila. Jimador, I'm a big fan of the El Jimador, but uh, that's just. Uh, is that your spot? Is that your commercial that you just ran? <laughs> you done that with your commercials? Brought to you by Adam Curry. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, man. Uh, thank you so much for talking to me, and my pleasure, Nick. I'm glad. I'm glad we did this. Long time coming, and thank you so much for all the work you've done, all the support you've given, the cheerleading. And really, from just being a fucking force in the in the in the system, you know, you really are. You really are. You, you have you are truly the uncancelable of all the uncancelables. I know, I know. Don't worry, it's a vow of poverty. Thanks. But I really do. <laughs> I really do enjoy what you do. <laughs> I, I enjoy what you do so much as well. Keep doing it, my brother. All right. I yeah, take care, Nick. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, you can also listen to No Agenda Show. Ooh. Uh, with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Look at this over here. He's peeking at me. All right. Let's get back to the show. Oh, my God. Ah. Oh, ah. Oh, ah. Ah. Ah, oh, ah. Okay. Well, hey, we're back, everybody. We're back. I think we're live. I think we're back live. <sighs> Adam Curry, I fucking love you. I, I really hope uh John lets let's lets me talk to him. Am I getting some reverb? Is there reverb going on or is that just uh me uh thinking I'm hearing reverb? Maybe maybe it's uh whatever. It's it's not it, there's no reverb. Okay, we we're here. We're, we're sounding good. Man, oh man. Adam Curry. 
Oh, come on. Come on, John. John, I want to interview you. I have a lot of questions for John Cedar Are you a secret communist or do your eyes just enjoy the color red? Anyway, let's uh, start up the show. Uh, Nick the Rat Radio is... Uh, we're in full swing. It's we're just starting. We're t- holy shit. It's fucking one in the morning, and we're just starting. So let's uh let's burn through this. We got uh Frank Lipinski with "All I Want Is You." It's a YouTube cover. YouTube baby. YouTube could enjoy stuff. I want you, Adam Curry. I want you.
but bam, yeah. Fuck you, Bono. You used to be cool. Uh, <laughs> all right, so welcome to Nick the Rat Radio, man. I'm reliving that feeling of talking to Adam. It's, it's a. Uh, I wrote down a couple of things over here. Maybe uh uh. Adam, Adam, okay. Adam comes in hot. I think he on the mic. If he he recommended this microphone, by the way, the R E three twenty R E V or whatever. It's a good microphone. I, I kind of want the the forty one though. The 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 one that uh, everybody uses. It's like the a whole nother topic here. But I think I think uh, Adam's great. Adam's Adam's incredible. If you could ever talk to him. Please do. Uh, the first time I met him was in New Jersey during the the Hot Pockets meetup. I think it was like 2009 or some shit. And I was nervous as fuck. I was actually... Everybody was having the party inside of the pizza place. And I was sitting by myself outside. I was by myself. I couldn't really... Uh, yeah, Zindu's fired. He's he's not coming back. He'll be back later. But... Um, that's why I gave him that book. I was talking to him outside. I wanted, I wanted to hug him. I wanted to hug him. Uh, other things that I had uh, on here. Uh, oh, okay. Because I was right. I was taking notes down while I was talking to everybody here. The hot pockets. Hot pockets. Um, Adam might be John's handler. He seems to be very CIA involved. There's Uncle Don. There's a lot of CIA connections. And people have mentioned that you don't make it unless you are CIA in this world. So maybe, Adam, are you CIA? Uh, I didn't ask you that question on the air. That's probably a good thing. Uh, I, I also wrote down, was the tax lady that uh, was questioning you about your taxes, was she hot? Can we put her on the news and see her legs? Uh... uh also, another thing I found interesting was when he was talking about... Oh, Tommy's gone. Bye, Tommy. Uh, when he was talking about uh, advertising or something with your fingers, like the uh, the brain link, and he was like, how do I advertise with that? That's why it's not really... The business model of not using your fingers, I wrote down. Very curious stuff. I'd, what am I asking about his sex life? Guy has sex a lot. Adam Curry doesn't like porn. He likes sex. And he probably has a lot of sex with the lady he's with right now, okay? If you would like me to demonstrate it with my fingers, it probably looks something like, uh, this would be the, uh, this is his legs and penis, and this is her legs, and he probably does that. That's his, or, you know, you can flip it upside down and put it anywhere. This, He's a folder, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, we have... You could email me at nick at nicktherat.com and you could put... Uh, what is that called? That's called... Uh, oh, I got some... I got a subscriber, Jin Clear. Probably Sir Jin. Subscribe to me on YouTube. Uh, if you email nick at nicktherat.com and you put uh, uh, gas blast in there, I'll read that on the air. Do I have any gas blast emails? Let me do a little quick search. Somebody sent a question for Adam. 
This is way too late. I, I, I inter- that interview was the other day. That was on a Wednesday at about uh, 2 o'clock. Uh, ask Adam if he ever thought No Agenda would be what it is today. All the kick-ass shows that have sprung up on the stream. I'm going to guess. I'm going to just guess. He knew it was going to happen. He made He made podcasting. He wouldn't have made podcasting if he didn't think it was going to happen. So I'm going to say, yes, he thought it would happen. But I'm going to also guess that he didn't know it would be what it is exactly today. Because he's only, like, from the future a little bit. All right, we got donations, but we're going to read those later. Oh, oh, oh gas blast. Here we go. Oh, this is uh, this actually has to do with last week's episode because I didn't know what KY Jelly meant. And I'm going to say this is bullshit. KY stands for Cuck Yeet. Cuck Yeet, you pleb. Cuck Yeet, you pleb. That's not what it stands for. KY does not stand for Cuck Yeet. We also have voicemails. 917-719-5923. I will be opening the phone lines. I don't know if anybody is still awake. It is 1 o'clock in Eastern Standard Time right now. And the show just started. I usually start the show at 11. Open the phone line at 1130. It's 1 o'clock. But let's listen to some voicemails. Uh, we're not hearing voicemails. Thank you so much for that, <laughs> everybody. I gotta make sure this is coming through the right pipe. Hold on, hold on here. You know everything is uh... uh I I I accidentally oh, yeah. dropped the phone and then hit the hang up button. I'm sorry about that, Nick the Rat. I love you to pieces. I didn't mean to hang up on you. Anyway, the point of this story is. Even if there's that one person that is fucking everything up, you cannot focus on that. You have to focus on, as I was describing, the rest of these kids are amazingly talented and capable. And, uh, like, when I'm working with these kids, they look up to me. And what they're looking for is someone who has the positive mental attitude and a positive work ethic and you gotta stay focused Focused. on nurturing the good work ethic and the good energies and you gotta let that bullshit the other bullshit you gotta let that shit go anyway uh I fucking love you and I love the sewer chat and all of the rest of the No Agenda stream, you guys are fucking awesome. 
uh, all the other podcasts out there, uh, MoFax, uh, the Grumpy Old Ben's, Darren O, uh, Congressional Dish, uh, and, and even though he's not on it, Joe Rogan, I, I, I listened to uh, Adam Curry on Joe Rogan earlier today and I fucking loved it. All you guys are fucking awesome. The main message that I'm bringing anytime I'm speaking any wisdom is focus on the good. And while you got to be aware of the negative, you can't focus on that too long. You have to shift your attention to what you can nurture. Nurture the good. I fucking love you all the pieces. Take care, y'all. Wow, if there's any Joe Rogan listeners listening to this because of the 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 bleed over from Joe Rogan to No Agenda to this, that would be that'd be like some crazy shit. But if you're here from there, welcome to uh, Nick the Rat Radio, where we do things a lot differently. That'd be uh, that'd be craziness. But uh, we're gonna listen to one more voicemail, then we're gonna play a song, and then when we come back, we'll open the phone lines. And then you could call in and talk to me about whatever you'd like. There's really no topic for the show. I do have something I will be talking about and discussing. D- d- it, it might be disgusting. I might I might discuss something disgusting, but you see, you'll see what happens. <sighs> One more voicemail, and then we shall play a song. And then we shall open the phone lines. The phone lines are closed right now. You could leave a voicemail right now, and I will play it tonight at some point. It might be three, four, five in the morning. Dear God, this might be the longest show ever. But I'm going to try to blow through it quicker than a hooker with a lot of money. One more voicemail. Music. Open the phone lines. It really is cute. That beep at the end. <laughs> It reminds me of the old answering machines um, that I used, the tape machines that we used to have in my household growing up as an 80s kid. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had to deal with those. You're quite a bit younger than I am. Really? So (laughs) you probably have at least seen them if you've ever been to any um, computer trading shows or exhibitions or anything like that. So we had one from, I think, a company called Cobra. And Cobra also makes um, radios, um, different kinds of uh, car or audio. um, Sorry, I was thinking automobile, automobile radios. And also, I loved Cobra's... um, I got to pause that voicemail. Is Cobra the ones that do, like, when you get close to the car, it did, like, the... You are too close to the car. Please step back. Blip, blip, blip. You are too close to the car. Because I remember that those were called Cobras, if I recall. But maybe, maybe I don't know. Uh, let's go on with the voicemail. Sorry, I, I'm flaking out because I'm high. <laughs> so you know how nice. it goes. You'll have to forgive me, please, because uh, I had it. CB, Citizens Band. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Cobra made some outstanding CB radios, and if you knew somebody who knew, knows how to tweak them, um, the settings, and I forget, it's not settings, it's not quite like a computer, but um, the components, if you knew somebody who would, you could access sideband, 
and sideband is like a whole other world in between the 40 channels. You get like infinite, not infinite, but, you know, an inordinate number of (laughs) extra essential frequencies that you can communicate on. And I'm sure that I'm butchering this and a certain somebody in the chat is going to jump all over me if I get it wrong because he's a dick. But it was really fun for me to learn and use CB radio because I had a mobile, um, one for my car, and then I had the home base. They just called it a base. And a friend lent me his amazing Yezu mic. This is one of the best um, radio mics uh, for for CB. And I think it's used for it's used for a lot. But Yezu was one of the top, really expensive, high quality, you know, excellent engineering of this mic. It had great pickup, and it was really beautiful in um, chrome. Oh my God, the chrome version of the Yezu mic is just. It's a piece of art. <laughs> it really is. It is, you know, it reminded me of some of the, I'm going to run out. <laughs> I'm going to run out my whole voicemail. <laughs> and I really hope that you're playing this because I leave these to talk to you. I really don't give a fuck what anyone in your chat thinks of me. I leave these for you. <laughs> you, got, you knew exactly three minutes was coming up. Uh, yeah, that actually brings me back uh I never did CB really. I, the the only time I it's it's it, that seat like radio. I guess I guess maybe uh, you are a little bit before my time, not by much though, because my mass communication time was uh, like IRC chat rooms, uh, ICQ, AOL chat rooms, when you could actually like talk to a whole bunch of people. But it seems like you might have been like one step before that where it was like radio and we're going to do voice chat, which is like Roger Wilco and and uh, like it was it was weird because there there was a voice chat with a whole bunch of people around the world before there was Internet. And then and then the Internet came and there's like, oh, we have text words and then we have voice chat. And now we have video chat and the Internet's completely crazy. People got like only fans accounts. You could see people naked. But uh, that shit that that's like a uh, the connection of people when it happens in a new form is so it's kind of beautiful. It's a very beautiful thing. It's a very magical thing. We the humans didn't were not able to talk to each other instantaneously around the world until radio. I guess there was like was the first, and then you know all that crazy stuff. But okay, we're gonna we're gonna play another song here. There's naked people on the internet, lavish. It's true. I know it's a little weird, but it's true. Uh, we're gonna play another song, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna open up the phone lines, and uh, we're gonna we have more show. We have a lot more show to go. I I got stuff to talk about. I know it's uh, late in there. Uh, CB is great. SSB is too. What is SSB? GP Max 7. What is SSB? Now I have to look this up. I have to see what SSB is. SSB. Super Smash Brothers. Uh, let's see. May refer to. 
Scandinavian School of Business, Social Security Board, Societas Sancte Brigate, Society of the Sisters of Bethany. None of these look like, uh, wait, military. Uh, We have Sriracha Sima Bal, Secret Service Bureau, Science and Technology. It's probably under there. Wait, Entertainment. Entertainment Super Smash Brothers. And the Sweatshop Boys and Sonic Soldier Borgman? the fuck? Uh, Strong Bad of the Homestar Runner. Single Sideband. I was getting... It was under the Science and Technology. Single Sideband Modulation in Radio Tech. Bethany calls in sometimes. Uh, in radio communications, a single sideband or a single sideband suppression carrier is a type of modulation used to transmit information, such as audio signals by radio waves. Audio by radio. It's mind-blowing. Look it up, everybody. Do the work. I'm not doing it. We got Nikki with synthwave music. Don't know if Nikki's a man or a woman. But it's gonna be fun.
Whoa. Uh, well, welcome back to Nick the Rat. Let's get this party started. Spooky R. Indeed. Blitzed. Indeed. Uh, we're going to put the phone lines now. Let's uh, pop these phone lines wide open. All right. 917-719-5923. If you want to talk to me live right now, you could. That's... That's part of the thing that I love about this show is the uh, the live call-ins. It's definitely an Art Bell overflow. It's uh, it's communication via phone, through internet, and uh, video and and chat. I'm trying to combine all the cool things. If only I could combine uh, CB in there as well, like a uh, actual ham radio shit. But uh. That'd be like pirate, pirate, pirate radio. What I'm doing right now is as legal as I can make it and as broad as I could do it. So I think that's a a, a beautiful uh, coming together of technology. Uh, I was talking to a friend recently about viruses because, yeah, legalize it, baby. I was talking about viruses because the last two episodes I was talking about viruses and it got me thinking like what where did where did they come from? And he brought up a very great point. He was talking about uh there is there's like a lubrication in your tubes. It's in your veins, it's in your 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 trachea and your throat. I forget exactly what it was called, but I remember making a joke calling it like tube lube. Uh the it's like an enzyme enzyme or something and uh um, and then, and then I was talking about, I, I, I was mentioning like, where did, where did the viruses come from? Maybe outer space, under the water, but then where did they, where did they come? And he brought up a good point. Enzymes, tube lube, lubies, uh, mucus. It's pretty, yeah, ugh. Where does even mucus come from? A lot of questions that can't be answered unless you're a scientist. If you want to call in right now and let me know what I'm talking about, please do that. But either way. Uh, he was talking about how because uh, viruses latch onto cells, they inject themselves, and then they start to fuck around your DNA. Uh, and then he was saying that you know sometimes DNA fucks around with itself, and then maybe it's like a mutation. Maybe viruses are just a, a mutation of DNA. Where did the DNA come from? Uh, you know. I don't know, but uh, but instead of thinking about where viruses came from, maybe think about where the cells came from and the cells made the viruses. Maybe the viruses came from them. And I was like, oh, man, that's a good point. Maybe viruses are just mutations from DNA that there's like, oop, we programmed it wrong. Who programmed it? I don't know. Might be some man-made shit. And then they squirt it out. You sneeze, and then other people get that shit. And craziness. My wife says she won't fuck with fuck me with the show on. And turn the show off and go have sex. There's there's like a lot of there's a lot of distractions in life. There, uh, life. This happens to me too. There's a lot of small things that distract me for the life that I could live. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I could be having sex. I could be doing this. I could be doing that. But 
but I want to play uh, this game with these friends. I got some friends that are playing this game. I got to go do this thing with these people over there. But then again, maybe that's even better than sex sometimes. If, you, if you'd rather play video games and have sex, give me a call at 917-719-5923 like this person did. Oh, wait. I'm gonna, I got a live call coming in. Hello, caller? Hey, caller, are do you do you hear me? I sure do, Nick the Rat, Mister Nick the Rat. How are you doing? I'm doing good, but I think my uh, my uh, my my tubes are tied because you're you're talking to my ringer line and not my phone line. I didn't hear the ringer. I didn't even know you were calling me until I clicked a button. I it's, it's uh, that's not here nor there. Anyway. It's just nine one seven seven one nine. Yes, yes, you're you're on the right line here. Let me just D and C. Let me just check something here. Microphone is that? Okay. Let's see. Ringer should be should be C. <laughs> Hold on I'm one second, caller. Doing you All might right. you might get cut off. Just, just be quiet for one second. I'm I'm not cutting you off. All right. So C. And then phone is D, so speaker should be D. I had a lot of issues before. Uh, where is the D line? A, B, C, D. There's D. All right. So that's D. You still using the banana? I'm using potato. Potato. Oh, that's what I use, yeah. Potato's great. Okay, so uh, am I echoing? Are you echoing? Do you hear yourself echoing? Check, check, one, two. Are you echoing? No, I'm good. All right, cool. We're good. All right, cool. We're good. Oh, I heard me. Are, do you, is your is your stereo on? Uh, shouldn't be. Interesting. How's that? How's that? How's that? Is that good? I heard. I heard. I hear me. Is that? Do you hear, hear me? me? Is that you hearing me? Hearing me. I hear you. I hear you, brother. Loud and clear, baby. All right, hold on. I think it might be me. Speakers is D. Ox. Ox. All right, how about... All right, now now you should be good. All right, now now you should be good. Fucking shit, man, you're fucking with me now. Shit, man, you're fucking with me now. I'm going to... I'm going to... Call her? Call her? Hello. How you doing? I might be, I might be going crazy. I might, I might be going crazy. <laughs> I have a I have a really important story to tell. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. you fixed it. Whatever you did last you fixed it. Well, uh so we're so we're so we're all good now, right? We're perfect. Mwah. Love you, buddy. By the way, that Adam Curry interview was fantastic. Just finished that. That was good. <laughs> that was good shit. Thank you. That was it. Was a uh, great interview. I I had a I had a boner after the interview was over. I was like, oh man. Yeah, I came like six times. You might be an alien. <laughs> 
So, uh, okay, so what what really made me need to call in and get this story out, which last week I was going to do it and I passed out because I got too drunk, but now I'm only 10 beers deep, so I'll be good to do it. Oh, is this so, our seat setter? Oh, is this our seat setter? Oh, my God, I hear yes. me. You're, oh, my God, I hear me. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a do you have a UFO? Okay, yeah. So, um I don't want this I'm I'm going to try to make avoid making this as Dvorak would call it a shaggy dog story and just hit the cliff notes for it. But when you had the uh, a couple weeks ago, you had this dude call in from Tennessee talking about seeing the red lights in the sky. Yes. And like yes. the shadow figure and I was like, uh, I live in Tennessee, too. So it's like now i got to tell my Tennessee UFO story. And it's a little different, but hear me out. I'll try to make it brief. So we go to this place called Devil's Point around Cleveland, Tennessee, right? And it's called Devil's Point for a reason, which I didn't understand until afterwards. So we get there. Uh, we set up some tents on this little peninsula out in the water. And it's just a crystal clear night sky. You can see all the stars. There's no light pollution around. You see like the Milky Way, everything. This was and, last week? And uh, here's this the part. <laughs> Say again. Was this last week? Was this last week? No, this was year a couple years ago. Okay. okay. But the problem is like I'm... I've only talked confidentially about it. I've avoided talking about it like publicly until now because it's Nick the Rat. So, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, this is the best place to talk about something like this. So there's about six of us. Um, my, <laughs> I, it was, uh, who is now my current wife with her boyfriend at the time was there. And, uh, Sidebar, I conveniently stole her away and married her. But And then we had about four other people. And we go to this place called Devil's Point. We get down there. It's uh, this little peninsula, clear sky. We set up some tents. And by God, uh, and, he, and here's where you could dismiss my story. We all took some of Terrence McKenna's personal strain of penis envies his uh allegedly allegedly we took uh penis envy mushrooms allegedly and we're all sitting out there for a while and none of us ever thought to brought a bring a flashlight so Did you say penis eventually envy? Some, penis envies terrence mckenna's strain of mushrooms allegedly was involved all right i guess uh, I'll, I'll research this while you talk my, uh, yeah, my, my buddy, uh, uh, one of my buddies, Tom, he, he, he saw one big old cap and stem and he's used to regular mushrooms allegedly. So he said, well, that's not going to do anything to me. Is this all I need? And I was like, trust me, dude, that's going to be plenty. Cause he ate probably the most of us, even though it was just one single mushroom allegedly. <laughs> and, uh, so we're all sitting out there for a while. And we realized we left something in the car. I don't remember what it was, but in pitch black darkness without a flashlight, we make like the half mile hike back up to the cars. 
to get it. And on the way there, we see something glowing in the woods, like really bright. And we're like, did did somebody leave their phone out in the woods? And you all saw this. And we get it was closer just and you. Closer. We all saw it. We all saw it. We get closer and closer, and it turns out we get right up to it, and it's a giant larva. I would wager about three inches long that's glow-in-the-dark, full-on neon, Holy just shit. wiggling around. Later on, I learned, because I thought it was just a full-on hallucination. Later on, I learned that's actually the queen larva or the queen um, of like a, like fireflies. Fireflies actually have a queen, and that was the first time I'd ever seen one. And it glows. It's like this giant, big, long larva thing. Or not larva, but a caterpillar-looking thing. That's blowing my mind. Because I've seen fireflies before, but I've never seen the queen. Yeah, that was... It blew my mind, too. So we get back up to the car, and uh, we go back down, and we're in. It's hard to it's hard to ex- explain exactly what the scenario is, but we have we're on this little peninsula at Devil's Point in Cleveland, Tennessee, or nearby Cleveland, Tennessee, and the stars are so crystal clear in the sky, and the water all around us is crystal clear enough to where that you see a reflection of the stars in the sky. And so we're all just kind of leaning back. We got a fire going and we all start looking up and just looking at the stars. And for, it could have been for 10 minutes. It could have been for an hour. I don't know how long because of the time dilation, but I start seeing three different lights in the sky, like going rotating and then zooming around in crazy different directions. And I didn't want to bring it up because I was like, I'm probably the only one seeing this, so I don't want to bring it up. And then I heard like the other people, my friends around me talking about it, and they were like, "She has lights in the sky." And then that's when I realized, like, "Holy shit!" And then we talked about it for a while. We all saw them, and then they just <laughs> zoomed off after maybe about five or ten minutes, just disappeared. And yes, we were all tripping, but we all saw it. And I was seeing it before anybody else brought it up. I think we were all kind of worried about bringing it up because it's like, who wants to be the first person to bring that up, you know? <laughs> so you're tripping on uh, penis envy. And, yes. And you see uh, uh, the queen of fireflies. And then you're yes. seeing stuff in the sky. Yes. Do you think it's correlated? Do you think maybe the... Uh, the shrooms and the firefly kind of called the the light you were seeing. Do you, do you think there's a? <laughs> I I don't know about that, but I will say here's the craziest part: those lights in the sky, which I I honest I don't think I would have seen them if I don't think any of us would have seen them without the penis envy involved. I think that might have drawn in the experience. Heightens your senses. But that doesn't mean could... I don't think they were real. You could see further. You could yeah, smell deeper. You could. Here's the craziest part. You know how I talked about how the water was so clear you could see the night sky and the stars reflected in the water because yeah. the water was like not moving? The lights in the sky also were re- reflected in the water. We could see the reflections in the water, which makes me think it's not that much of a hallucination. Do you think maybe what you saw in the saw? What you saw in the sky, do you think what you saw in the sky might have been a reflection from the water? Maybe the water 
was projecting. The water reflected into the sky. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah, maybe you weren't seeing a UFO. Maybe you were seeing a deep sea alien. <laughs> I didn't know the sky had could be reflected from well, the ground. But yeah, then, have you ever seen a, 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 a what's that called when you're in the desert and it's hot and the there's the wavy lines in the air? Uh, a mirage. I mean, anything's possible. But have you ever seen a mirage? Yeah, yeah. I, when you're driving and it's real hot, you like, oh, there's a puddle up there on the road. But then it turns out it's a mirage. Uh huh. And it's in the sky. It's just something you're seeing reflected from the floor <laughs> in the sky. So it worked. That happens. So maybe what you were seeing was swamp gas. It might have been swamp gas reflecting <laughs> the water and lightning bugs, assholes in the sky. Might have been that. It's possible. Okay, but here's the best part. So after we all see this independently of each other and all are like, holy shit, like we're all seeing the same lights in the sky and then they vanish. We realize Thomas or Tom, that guy that I was telling you about that ate like the biggest shroom out of all of us, allegedly. Allegedly? He, uh, allegedly. Why is it <laughs> allegedly that he ate the biggest, like... Did did you not share them in a I'm throwing, group? I'm throwing in allegedly because I live in Tennessee. So every time I get the chance, I'm going to throw in the word allegedly. Okay, that, that but, works. Uh, <laughs> so so we uh, we realized like man, we haven't seen him in who knows how long because you know time dilation is a real thing. Time like, it dilation could have been, been a year, but like Thomas is still up there by the cars. So we wander back up there, or actually, I think I went up there by myself, if I remember right, maybe one other person, and he's sitting in the, one of the cars up at the top of the parking lot before you get to Devil's Point. And after we, because he wasn't there when we saw the lights in the sky and the um, glowing larva queen of the lightning bugs and all that, and he is sitting in the car just like shaking. And I hop in and I'm like, what's going on, man? He's like, he's like, I've been fighting this off for like forever. And he's legitimately terrified, like the most scared person I've ever seen in my life that aliens were possessing him, like taking over his body. He was speaking in weird, really weird voices that I'd never heard before. And I know this sounds far fetched, but I swear to God, this fucking happened. And he's just like talking like really weird and all like fighting it like almost like uh, like poltergeist level shit. Except call, I don't know. Call, I have a question. I have a question. Terrified. You you yeah, heard yeah. him speaking in these tongues. Now did it did did it sound like did it sound like this? Did it sound like bzzz? Did it sound like a firefly? <laughs> no, it sounds like somebody talking backwards. Oh, like, holy like that kind shit! Of shit. Okay, no, I, I was—I thought maybe he was possessed by a firefly, but that's—and <laughs> you, you might be. Here's where you might be right. Okay, so while he's talking about this, we're in the car with the windows rolled up. Thank God. This giant insect, like I don't know if you've ever seen a big moth, like a giant moth. Yeah. Yeah. While while he's explaining to me that he thinks he's possessed, and I, I I know all this sounds crazy, but I swear to fucking God, like I have witnesses for this shit. While he's talking about this, and we're sitting in the car, this giant moth 
like hovers down over the front dash and is flying in front of our windshield and just hovering there like a hummingbird, except it's like a huge gray moth with antennas. And at the bottom, it has like a curved down scorpion tail for the bottom half of it. It's an insect that I have tried to research and figure out what it is. Whatever it is, it's huge, like a bird-sized insect. And I honestly don't think we would have been able to see it if we weren't on the penis envies. But we both saw it, and we both freaked the fuck out when we saw it. Was was it glowing at all? Was there any glowing? Or is it just like a a regular insect type of deal? Or is it like a... it wasn't glowing. It wasn't, wasn't like glowing. the uh, okay. because the uh, the queen of the light the the uh, lightning bug queen. I ended up being able to look up and find out that was a real thing because I didn't think it was real. I was like, we must have just been tripping. But then I found out that was actually a real insect. The uh, thing we saw then, like this giant moth um, that had this huge scorpion tail that hang out and be- like came out down below, like hovering above our windshield. We both we we both saw that, and he he freaked out even more than I did because he thought he was already being possessed by aliens taking over his mind. <laughs> so, I guess a uh, long story short, man, if you're doing uh, penis envies at Devil's Point, um, know what you're getting into. Because I've done allegedly done a lot of mushrooms, and I've never had anything like that happen before or since. That was crazy. Uh, I have well, I have a, I have a single question that'll clear up most of my questions. Right. This guy that that you were in the car with. Did did you wind up eating him? Is he still alive today? <laughs> uh I'll put it this is kind of sad to say, but uh the last time I saw him was at college after that and he was uh Smoking a cigarette inside the indoor lobby. Oh man, he's he might be Mothman now. He might have he might have been abducted by aliens, uh, implanted with insect larva. Because did you leave him that night? Did did you watch him go to sleep at after he after this experience? Did you were you with him throughout the night or? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we all we all hung out the whole uh, next day too, and talked about what happened because all six of us saw the light. Well, I guess it was five, yeah, because he wasn't up there for that. He was in the car getting possessed, but like the other five of us all saw the same lights in the sky and all saw him blast off all of a sudden as soon as we started talking about him. And I don't think that's the weird thing about UFOs is I don't think stuff like that can necessarily be seen. Unless you're in the altered dimension that we were in, but we all saw it. Caller, have have you heard of uh, Neo Wise? It's a it's a comet flying around the Earth right now. Yeah the the wife and some other people actually went to go try to see it, but they couldn't. They went to this place where you're supposed to be able to see it, but they couldn't see it. Ah. Oh. They might be possessed by bugs. Sorry to say, you might be living in a house <laughs> of uh, fireflies. Firefly, fire, fire, fire there fire are a lot of fireflies around the house right now. I will say that. 
Now, now, but have you heard? Inside, just... Have you heard of them being called lightning bugs or or fireflies, or do you know them as both? Uh, both, yeah, both. Yeah. yeah, either one. I know what you're talking about when you say both. Yeah. But what if I said uh, both backwards, which would be hathab? Would you know what I'm talking about then? Damn, that's troopy. Hasab. Backwards hasab is just hasa, right? Or basa. Caller? I'm confused. Caller, can I ask you one more question? Yeah. What are What are you wearing right now? <laughs> I am wearing black dress socks. Oh, yeah. pants. And a Bonnaroo 2015 t-shirt. Let me leave you on this. Oh, Bonnaroo. No, no. Okay, look. I had a bad experience at Bonnaroo. Fuck Bono. 917-719-5923. That's how you get in uh, touch with me. You could leave me a voicemail or talk to me like this right here. From the small wiener. (laughs) What? Hey, this is Phil from the small wiener club. Uh, sorry to get back to you so late. I just finished reviewing your application and information you sent in, uh, but I am sorry to say that I don't think I can allow you to join our group. From what I'm looking at, your wiener is massive. I mean, the sheer girth and juiciness alone is ridiculous. Uh, it looks as if somebody glued a forearm to the bottom of your torso. You can probably stand on it like a tripod. Uh, and that's not even mentioning how fat your nuts are. Uh, but it does appear that you're going to have to take that ginormous schmeat, uh, somewhere else. But thank you for trying and best of luck to you. Uh, we're going to listen to another song over here, and then we'll be right back with more Nick the Right Radio, and we're, we're going to talk about donations after that. Uh, we have Emmanuel Hundo. Congratulations by... Who's that guy that did that song, Congratulations? He likes Bud Light or some shit. We'll be right back. More Nick the Rat.
Post Malone. Uh, congratulations by Post Malone. Performed on violin. Not a fiddle. Not a fiddle. What's the, what's the difference? Seriously. Uh, welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. Uh, that last caller, the main thing that I took away from that is, damn, I wish I could hang out with people again. Nothing sounds better to me than uh, being in a group of people right now. I think that'd be fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, we should uh, we should talk about donations. We're gonna thank people right now. Everything you hear on the show is one hundred percent free. You can listen to it for free, 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 free. Take it all in. That was Sir Sitter. You should listen to his show. <laughs> This was so funny. Like, uh, on No Agenda, what was it called? Uh, six Pack and Abs? Abs and a Six Pack? Six Pack and some Abs? But they called it ABS. Like, ABS and a Six Pack. That was pretty funny. I have a sort of date at the bars here just after calling midnight, so I'm going to go try calling one more time. But I gotta go. I'm reading these. I'm reading. I'm reading these things over here. It makes my intestines ring. I'm so. I'm sorry, people. I'm getting a little uh, off off topic. I'm looking at the uh, the chat. But uh, Nick the Rat is 100% free. The music I play is CC by 3.0, which means that you could play it for free. But it's all uh, on SoundCloud, and I get flagged for it on YouTube. So I'll never make YouTube money. I do get uh, Twitch money from people that subscribe. You could, uh, if you have uh, Amazon Prime, you could uh, help me out just by you know clicking subscribe with your Amazon Prime on the Twitch chat, or you could send me money directly through the donate button on nicktherat.com. Some people do that. So let's see if we have any donations this week. I think we might have one or two. Every bit makes me feel like what I'm doing isn't a complete waste of time. I'd still do... Holy shit. I'd still do it for fun. Because I have fun doing this. I love uh, talking to people. I love uh, digging into their brains. I love uh, uh, spreading music. And I love... uh, I love it all. I love it. I love it. But... (laughs) Also, I try not to dox people. So I say their initials through the donation page unless they tell me otherwise in the uh in the note in the note. So AS, you know who you are, AS. You donated to Nick the Rat Radio recently. AS sent me thirty three big smackaroonies. Thank you so much for the thirty three. We all know that's the magic number. Thank you so much, AS. Uh, let's see what else we have here. We have JA, JA with a 420 monthly. If anybody that donates wants me to say their name or want me to say anything, just send me an email, nickandnicktherat.com. I'll, I do it all. Uh, MA, MA. Ow. Uh, 420. Thank you so much for the 420. I it's, I'm trying to work on my howl. Ow. 
it's not deep enough. Uh, let's see. We also have uh, LCI. LCI, you know who you are. If you would like me to promote your company, because it sounds like a company name. Uh, 420. Thank you so much. I'm a wear rat. And uh, we also have JF. It's going to say, listen to Hog Story, everybody. Hog Story is a great podcast with Carolyn Fletcher and John Blaney. Check that out. Uh, we got a JF with a 669. I just want to say thank you so much for that. Pervert. And also, that's it. Thank you for all those donations this week. But you are a rat. We also have a P.O. Box, everybody. A P.O. Box. Got one letter this week on the P.O. Box. Apparently, the P.O. Box is 9549 Brooklyn, New York, 11209. Uh, And you could send it to Nick. There you go. go. Nick, P.O. Box, 9549. 90549, Brooklyn, New York, 11209. Nick. Uh, I try not to dox the people that are sending me these things. I never opened this before. This is a fresh envelope. We're going to open that shit now. I'm not going to read anything else on this. It might give it away. I don't know. But it looks like it's from one place and from another. I don't know. Let's see what we got here. Some white powder all over the place. I'm feeling a little choking up here. Oh, this is typed out here. Star date. 1312.4. Mr. Nick the Rat. Do not be alarmed by this letter, even though you are long dead at the time of its writing. Heed this warning, and you may live longer in your timeline than you did in ours. Oh, fuck. I might already be dead. I might be dead already, people. Uh, You see, in the fall of 2020, sea levels rose dramatically. Lower elevations were completely submerged in a matter of months. Well, I live in the sewer. Sir Seed Sitter, I'm fucking drunk too. But onward we must continue. Uh, Within a few years, nearly all previously dry land was covered with thousands of meters of water, wet moistness from Mother Earth's throbbing... Uh, forcing millions of people to flee to mountain peaks like rats fleeing a sinking ship. We're very good at... We're good swimmers, too. In Old Holland, the dikes were rapidly fortified to keep out the rising sea, but with each additional meter, it became clear that the water would not be kept out forever. The decision was that... uh, was then made to hermetically encase our city so that they would remain dry, no matter how high the sea rose... That's right. We are the Dome Dutch. I discovered a vault of your broadcast recordings while exploring the ancient sewers in Brooklyn sector of New, Amst- New, New Amsterdam. Particularly, particularly interesting was the episode in which you predicted the existence of our people. For this reason, I wish to warn you of the impending... In, impending catastrophe so you may seal up your sewer or escape in your submarine 
kindest regards. Conrad Van Crackstrat. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. <laughs> Cohenrad van Knag Knagdestrat. It's going to my wall. Let's put this photo on my wall there. There we go. If you could read that. Thank you for the letter. We also have uh, more voicemail. Let's play another voicemail over here. We got 917-719-5923. Uh, hi, yeah, this is Bob from uh, Dell Electronics calling you again. Yeah, I'm, I was wondering if maybe in the past 30 minutes you might have wanted to buy a new server uh, where what? if you have a sale on them, they're usually uh, about $5,000. We give it to you about... Four ninety nine ninety nine. Um, the special deal just for you. It's just for you. Like I, I've been saving this deal. Uh, you're our best customer. I think that you really might want a server. Um, yeah. Uh, this is a uh, uh, really important for me and my family. We're trying to buy enough boya beans to put on the table to eat. Well, we don't have we don't have enough food, and uh, you know this is. I just wanted to call you maybe again in like uh, five minutes. You haven't been picking up any of my calls. Uh, usually, people when they need something, they'll call somebody for it. But I figured I would push this server on you because of this great deal. Uh, it was just for you. Basically, uh, if my boss found out I was giving you this deal, uh, usually it's it's a lot of money off right here. This is this is actually you know I shouldn't say this so loud, but this deal it could get me fired. Um, just give me a call back. Uh, you know who I am, Bob Dell. It's your dark sewer uh, uh, electronics representative. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I haven't I haven't heard from you in a long time since you bought equipment yeah. from us once. Uh, basically Call everything him? you needed, but now I think you might Hello? need an upgrade. Uh, hold on one second. Bob from Dell still playing. You haven't said that it's broke. Okay, you haven't no said problem. you need an upgrade, but oh, I get this I special deal just for you. Uh, Bob from Dell, call me back. Bye. Let me know when you're available. I'm, I'm available here. now. It's uh, I'm not. Is this Bob from Dell? No. This oh, is thank Eric you. From Cottonwood. Eric, you said? Yes, Eric and Matt from Cottonwood. My friend's an avid Christian, and I was wondering if you wanted to talk about the metaphysical blueprints of the universe. Uh, sure. Okay, I don't, I don't have much time, but um, I don't even know who you are, really. But but um, basically, I was just wondering what your viewpoints were, if you were religious, if you had any kind of certain tendencies towards uh, meditation, yoga, any kind of healthy eating, veganism, anything like that. I am I am spiritual. I think when people say that they're religious, I I kind of feel okay. I hope I don't offend anybody, but I think religions are usually cults. Even spiritualism is cultish too. But I think spiritualism gives me free reign over what I believe in a little bit. 
All right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, actually a great place to start. Um, I know I tend to jump into these kinds of things with like more so a feeling, and then you kind of have to come in and put the words on afterwards. And words don't really, in my opinion, conduct enough energy to truly convey the human experience. But um, to start off with, I think that there's a uh, a difference between um, the spirit and the soul, right? Mm. So I think that you can sell your spirit, you can kill the spirit, but you can never really truly move the soul, the asphalt loose, the absence of the soul is where we come from. Some people call it God, some people call it source energy, um, but I think in the end that we're all talking about the same thing, but it is that, you know, the human nature of tri- tribalism to try to separate each other and divide each other to a point where uh, we're all talking about the same thing, but we're arguing about the semantics over it. So the words are, are also, uh, yeah, I would, I would agree that words are uh, uh, kind of cultish as well, because just because I'm saying the words that I, I understand, uh, only a certain group of people understand those words that I'm saying, and there's words outside of what I know that people know differently and yeah words are cultish too it's kind of fucked up so i guess i'm part of a cult you want to hear a theory of mine sure okay um it's a little bit out there but i believe that words are the programming language the biological mainframe which is the human being i can say that again if you want words are the Programming language of the biological human being. The biological mainframe, so um, like a computer, but just like the biological computer, which is us. Um, I have one <laughs> argument against what you're saying. I, I, I totally jive with your uh, your feng shui, but, but what about uh, when you eat food and your body breaks down whatever you're eating into uh, energy – that's not really using words. So um, that, in my view, well, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Um, I'm not disagreeing, first of all. Um, I'm absolutely agreeing. I believe that that's just two different levels to it. I think everything is, is in yes. octaves and, and harmonics and fractals and levels. Um, I don't know if you're a musician. My friend literally just introduced me to you. He said that you and I would probably have an interesting conversation. I, I have learned recently about uh, uh, harmony and uh, what is that thing that it's like uh, chords, not chords. Uh, melody? Melody, yes. Melody and chords. I, I recently yeah. learned about those two. And uh, I do under yeah, uh, life is kind of like music and language is 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 sort of programming and our minds are not our our bodies sort of so yeah, uh, but, but when you said when you said words are the bio, biological programming i i sort of disagree with you there but i do think words are a a mental spiritual programming of our our soul sort of yeah you actually you're right i i may have phrased what i'm trying to convey wrong so let me rewind for a moment, and I'm going to check you. <laughs> um, what if, before the English language existed, some, some, I mean, somebody or a group of people created this language, and of course it's been 
reiterated through God knows how many times, but I think that whoever translated whatever language it was into the English language had a very deep understanding of how every single letter vibrates the frequency and how that frequency affects the human consciousness. They were Uh able to take these letters, which are essentially antennas, and string them together into very specific uh, words and, and sentences, and they all have a very deeper meaning. In the English, the Anglish, the Angles, I believe that the Angles within the letters have a very uh, uh, deep effect on the mountain, what is it, the malleability of the brain, you know, like the brain is like the neuroplasticity of the brain and all that. Whoa, okay, so I totally, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on your level now. But cool. yeah, whoa. you're right. Thank you for calling me out on that, though, because I did. That's usually how I describe it, and you're right. Because um, at the actual biological level, it is the food that we eat that turns into us. Well, yeah, so, because yeah, <laughs> like uh, you can't you you can't uh, uh, words don't affect the steak that you ate. <laughs> it's but uh, your your mental your there's placebos and words do affect your mind and your mind is, I guess that could affect what you eat too. Because if have you ever. Have you ever like grabbed a cup of iced tea and you thought it was soda, but you drank it yeah. thinking it was soda, but it was iced tea, and you're like, Bleh! yeah. Usually I do it with yogurt. I think I'm grabbing a strawberry yogurt and I'm grabbing a peach one, and it oh. just plays a mental trick on me. And yes, it's and it does mix with your bio. Your brain could mix with your biology, but wow. So you think uh, you think. The the question I'm trying to form a question of uh the, the people okay. way in the past understood this and they they made us what we are today. Okay, so so then in this in this case you're saying that there is like a, a they and a them. Are are these the are these people the CIA? Um so I try not everyone uh, not everyone, that's a big generalization. Um a lot of people want to say, like, oh, it's the Illuminati or it's the Freemasons or whatever, who, whoever, whomever it was, whether it was the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, the Illuminati, the Freemasons, or whoever it was. I try to not think that thinking it also is kind of, I'll, I'll get there. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I try not to really think about who it was because I've been working on deprogramming myself from the language for probably eight years now, and that doesn't mean that I don't think in the language. I believe that the language is a tool. Um, there's something called, if I'm not mistaken, it's neuro-linguistic programming. relativism. Oh. Um, there is neuro-linguistic programming, um, NLP. Yeah. But um, I, I think it's neuro-linguistic relativism. Uh, essentially, people who speak and think in different languages, perceive things in different ways. So we have all these different colors and shades of colors, but maybe, who knows how long ago, uh, thousands of years ago, they only had names for, like, the primary colors. Would that affect the way that they actually perceive the colors? You know? So that's the thing to think on. Thinking thinking is a problem, though. That's that's a big problem. Well, (laughs) A lot of the time. A big issue that I always see in uh, 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 words and language is like when uh, 
the first time that I've noticed it was, oh, okay, well, I see the color green, but maybe the color green to me is not the same color green to you. Which, yeah. And there's definitely a disconnect between colors and feelings and emotion within what we know as as of uh, like words or thoughts or something. It's it's a very strange situation we're in, and we've might have been programmed to be what we are today through people in the past. But but what is what is their like ultimate goal? Is it control? Is it a? Uh... I don't know what their ultimate goals were, but my ultimate goal, or not, I have a lot of goals, even goals that extend way past this physical life. Um, really. Yeah, right now, it's it, especially with the current political climate, which I won't, I won't even go there. That's all I have to really say is when people ask me, oh, do, does, do these lives matter or do these lives matter? All I have to say is you or they won't politicize my heart. You cannot divide my soul. You can't politicize me. I choose the middle ground. I will not vote because I will not put my energetic signature into the Eidolons which are politics. Eidolons are just ideas that energy go into. I believe that words create worlds. Um, in some realm, everything that we're thinking, and the longer we think on it, energy goes to that. When multiple people are putting their energy into these ideas, Eidolons, they become more solidified and become archons, which that's a whole, that's a whole, a whole other thing. I, but, um, I, caught you, I caught you in a lie, though, caller. Please call me out. I will. Uh, you say you will not vote, but you do partake in changing these uh, eidolons or uh, uh, thought processes. And by you expressing your ideas on these thought processes might affect people that do vote. So you are affecting the vote by expressing your own ideas. I'm hanging up. I can't handle being called out. No, I'm just kidding. That's a, that's a great point. Um, that is a great point. I've actually never considered that viewpoint. Um, ah. I, you're right. So It's like third-party voting. Yeah, right? Um, I guess what I, the, mes- the message, if I could state to people, is just don't be divided. Come, if you're going to vote, come from a place. I don't care who you vote for. You can, people can have whatever points of views they want. I'm friends with people who are for the left and for the right and for everything in between. And it doesn't really change how I feel about them. But I just encourage people to come from inside out instead of from outside in, if that makes sense. But you are absolutely right. I am, by even just talking about it, that is sending energy and waves out and affecting everything else. So, yeah, that's a great point. It's uh, And I always come from inside out <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh it's people oh, God, no. <laughs> people do need Go to on. have their own opinions but sometimes uh like there's there's extremes uh, life is mostly gray life is i i usually live by extremes i'm like it's either black or white it's on or off and and uh to yeah. live that life could be uh either totally freeing or totally locking you down most life is a gray area because say you're like, um, uh, express your feelings, but don't like, where, where does, where does the, where does it, where does that end? Like, say, say it was like, I hate, I hate dogs. 
Like, you have to let me express my feelings of my hatred towards dogs, but but what if you saw me kick a dog? Like, maybe I, I'm, what if I yelled at a dog? If I yelled at a dog in front of you, I was like, fuck you, dog. Would would that upset you? Or would that, would you be like, that's cool. You know, are you just expressing his point of view? I mean, I you can express your point of view, but I would not, I don't like people abusing animals. Um, that's just my own point of view. Um, do dogs drink water? <laughs> I was joking around. I'm walking through Walmart today with my friends. I had I had my phone out. We were just messing with people, and I would I would go next to with people, and I would say, "Siri, do 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 dogs drink water?" <laughs> okay. And, and so, my friends would go, "No, they don't." I've had so many dogs in the past year. <laughs> so uh, basically, but, it comes then, down to like a physical uh, thing. Then, like I could say I, I don't like dogs, but once once I lay a hand on a dog, it becomes bad. But but my okay, the, I'm I'm just uh, playing, not really devil's advocate. I'm just uh, so so my my expression of hatred towards dogs verbally might influence. Uh, a lesser intelligent person to hit the dog, which is just fucking wrong. I don't know. It's, it's a very complicated situation. You know, life's complicated. Uh, yeah. I mean, for, for me, in most of like, the places that, and absolutely, I agree. Life is complicated. Nothing is, very few things are black and white. I mean, yeah. impermanent. That's the one thing that's pretty much, uh, the only thing, the only thing I can be sure of is the uh, armstrongness. But, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, there's, I falter. If somebody kicks a dog and I, whether, I don't know, it's a complicated subject. Chances are I'm probably going to get into a fight with that person. What if the <laughs> dog was attacking a person? That's a good point. Uh, well, then self-defense, yeah. Like, say, I might say I punched a dog, and you'd be like, you're an asshole. But I was like, well, I punched a dog because it was biting a woman's uh, a baby. The The dog was trying to eat a baby so i punched it then you're like okay well then yeah punch it but then i'd say the baby was uh uh flipping oh, off literally. flipping somebody <laughs> off <laughs> it's it's a it's an endless hole of st- uh caller thank you so much for uh your your call though and can, can, I, can I throw one more thing at you yeah yeah uh, sure the blueprints of the universe um okay you, you've heard the term, like people say all is one and one is all uh, i don't know if you've actually had that experience of um the interconnectedness of everything. Oh uh, yeah, I've 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 taken shrooms before. Okay, okay, yeah. So that feeling of just like the claw, like that interconnectedness with everything. Um, I just wanted to give you a quick. Uh, I try to share this point of view with everyone, and then, um, I'll let you go, or you can let, let, let me go to it. So. But um, the way I try to describe this to people, and I could be completely wrong, is um, computers, right? Like, mm-hmm. how can all be one and one be all at the same time, but we're all different? So I describe it on a quantum, let's say it's a quantum level. So you have a hard drive, which would be God, which would be source energy, which has all of the information in it. But you can't load all that information at once. So you need to have lots of RAM to be able to load that information into. So I believe that we are these quantum slots of RAM that you can pull from source energy, the hard drive, and experience in individualism but also in collectivism or collectiveness you know so i believe the brains are the quantum cpus that are pulling the, the energy from the hard drive into these individual slots of ram so that's how i think we can all be one and one be all but um yeah i just what, wanted to share what, uh, real quick. 
What what is your uh so so is God a timeless being? Uh because basically I think I, I totally I I I understand what you're trying to say. But uh uh I think time exists so everything doesn't happen all at once. Ooh, yeah. Um I could speak on that a little bit. Um You can go for it. Like I'll di- listen. <laughs> yeah, it's like in different planes, like yes. Everything can't happen all at once and somehow this is this is where meditation, in my point of view, becomes uh, like chief and important because it, it has to do with the language. In the language, I, there's the time because we're essentially creating it um, because we agree it exists and it is there's a linearity to it, but at the same time there is a infinity to it. So at one level, it is, in my opinion, linear. That's the level that we're experiencing it. You know, I'm experiencing time. I'm not denying that time is real. But um, at a different level, probably one step above, if you could call it that, it's all happening at the same time. But then when you bring it down into these thoughts of RAM, us, we're it, pulling from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I think that's actually where the flat, like the true knowledge of the flat Earth theory comes from. It's not that the Earth is actually flat; it's that we're projecting ourselves through, uh, <laughs> like a. It's like a flip book, essentially, where you have, like, a, you know, you draw a circle on a sticky pad, and then you, like, flip up, draw a bunch of them, and you flip through it, and then it looks like it's moving. I usually draw, like, titties on those, and I flip through them. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know I'm doing I don't know. I've got internet, but I got this flip book of these hand-drawn yeah. boobies bouncing around. Yeah, man. Super, super, it's really sexy, and, uh. Uh, I got a weird kink to uh, paper. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. you know, man. I I I only went to bed though. Um, it was nice. Wait, what's what's your name again? Who's this? This is Nick Matt the Rat. Friend, Nick the Rat. Just Google search. You know what? I'm Nick. hanging up on you, Nick the Rat. There we go. I'm gonna hang up on that person. I can't. I can't stand people. That, it's like if you want to find out everything about me, you could just do just Nick the Rat. You might find uh, Wallace and Gromit's Nick the Rat. There is one of those people too. And, Please don't pretend like you don't know who Nick the Rat is. Jeez. Hello, caller. We have another caller coming in right now. Coming in hot. Hot caller. Hey. Hey. Yeah. How, how, how's it going? How's it Are, going? Is this Nick? the same caller? Is this the same hey. caller with a better connection? I I have an okay connection. How is your connection? My connection is... Mwah. All right. Well, mine's, mine's mediocre at best. Uh... To go on with the previous caller was talking about with RAM and random access memory, I was I my my brain blew up today when I was dealing with a situation where I was I was looking at something that was a variable and I was like, What's the location of this variable on my RAM? And then later I went to go locate it, and it was in an entirely separate place because it's fucking random access memory. What the fuck is that? Yo, what you know the what fuck I mean? is what the fuck is uh, ROM? There's RAM yeah. and there's ROM, right? RAM and there's ROMing. You know what I mean? No, and no, no, not ROM. ROM. No, no. There's random access memory, and then there's read-only memory. Oh, oh. Well, I, I well, I, I'm talking about the random access, not the read-only. Read only is like a permanent you wanna, you wanna, state. You want to be able to like touch that shit. No. You want to you want to get up in there. You want to be able to have write access 
you want to be able to append that shit. You know oh, what I mean? Well, you yeah, don't want to just read it. It's more powerful if you could write over. If you could rewrite over the the read only, then you have more control over yeah. what it is. When, but when can I you can you write it and stuff. read it at the same time simultaneously? Is there like uh like ram oh. rom? You yep. Yeah, oh, certainly. Oh, certainly. Whenever whenever I see that my privileges are just on, <laughs> like, I, I just don't care. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I I want I want that W. I want that executable. I don't care about just read. Go 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 for it. You know what I mean? Have you ever tried to help somebody uh, remotely that has uh, a Windows machine and then there's a – what is that? AUC, authentication user something? I want to shoot myself sure. in the face. <laughs> like I can't, yeah. I can't yeah. click the no. screen for you. I can't help you because there's a screen that's showing and I can't put my password. I can't tell you my password. I can't break encryption for you remotely. I, I need yeah I need you to I need you to fill out some things for me please thank you and then forget That'd be it great. UAC yeah it's fucking forget, forget the password that I just told you please I know you will because you're <laughs> you're a, you're a, a simpleton but uh I'm gonna get fired ah uh, you know there's sadly if, like there's like a million things that I want to ask you about but like uh, there's one thing that I sold myself on that I'll have to talk to you about tonight. Oh yeah, sure. Hit me with it. And that, that you, you know that you, you ever heard of the fellow Ted Owens? Ted Owens. I uh, is he a, like a football player? I, Sounds like a like sure, a... maybe. Could be. Right, uh Ted Owens. I I'm currently away from a computer. I'm If you I, will. You know what's OCD. weird? I looked him up. He's a basketball player. <laughs> Oh yeah, what was, what, what what college? Was, actual, oh, yeah, it was college. You, you see, you know who you're talking about. He was a born July 16th, 1929, <laughs> in Hollis, Oklahoma, best known as the coach of uh, University of Kansas men's basketball team from '64 to '83. Why are you bringing Boy, up a howdy. basketball player? Well, no, I'm I'm, I'm talking about the <laughs> PK man. You ever heard of the PK man, also known as Ted Owens? <laughs> The only PK I know is from uh, the game Mother. Uh, Mother Earth, Earthbound well, on what, Nintendo. What, 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 what PK Blast? Did Nintendo made a game called Mother. Like did it in Japan? Right, and in in uh, make you make your breakfast because that's what Mother does. In, like what 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 was this game? Okay, in in. The game was originally called Mother, but in Japan, they brought it to America, and they called it Earthbound. It was a role-playing game that was a very uh, bizarre game about a uh, meteor crash and aliens taking over Earth. And uh, But yeah, he goes, PK Blast, PK, uh, PK Fire, and he says PK. Uh, but what the fuck? He, was, PK is like a, a psychokinetic that, that that sounds right. That sounds similar to the PK man of Ted Owens. Okay, you're you're similar to the you're, mother you're talking about. You're like asking, you're creating questions for yourself or something. Now I don't know what you what are you doing? Yeah, you. But no, have you ever heard of this thing? No, 
I, I feel like this is like 100% up the Nick the Rat Alley. Like, if there was an alley all balls down with pins of okay, well, fun things. Call, like, call, I, explain I, it to me. You better explain it to me or I'm going to hang up on you. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, Ted Owens, this motherfucker, like, also known as the PK man, <laughs> he would, he did some bullshit shit. He, it was amazing. Like, he, he, I think at one point was in a hospital and then he was, like, reached out to by these, I, he, well, he called them like supreme beings, but we're going to call them extraterrestrials for this segment because, okay. you know, extraterrestrials read well for uh, the tabloids. So he was reached out to, and they talked to him, they did some shit, and then they said, yo, you got some shit inside you. And he's like, oh, I do? Cool. And then, then he, like, went on to control the weather this dude went out and just controlled hurricanes tornadoes lightning strikes he waged war on communism this dude waged war on communism uh in cuba i think i know what you're talking about now Do did you? he have like a crystal or some shit he may have. I mean, this sounds like some crystal shit. I do recall some guy that did uh, control weather, uh, and now like at that's one com- point, it's com- I think it's all I- coming back to me. <laughs> Yo, preach, sister. Um, he at one point like asked for, and I think he even received a like a letter from the president saying, you did a good job for waging war via weather. Uh, Nixon's during, resignation. Like, Cuban, Owens predicted that the U.S. President the Richard Nixon crisis or something. would resign. Yeah, it, probably. Probably. Whoa. And it was probably because of him that Nixon had to resign. I think you're onto something. Okay, well, no, I found I found uh, the Ted Owens guy other than the the basketball player. Oh, go on. <laughs> I think it might be the same guy. He still might be the fucking uh, macro <laughs> psychokinetic. So I was right with the psychokinetic part. Uh, yeah, that's the PK. You're right. You're right. You're so smart. <laughs> You're so smart. You are, uh, <laughs> what's that called when you uh, antagonize people? Drunk? <laughs> I, I think that that's what could be it. It could be uh, could be that. You're lucky I'm drunk too. It's uh, I'm absorbing well, your your drunkness. <laughs> but but go on, tell me about this this PK man because I'm I'm currently <laughs> in the woods. Uh, he was a he was the tallest basketball player, and he was a a gray <laughs> alien. <laughs> Now I'm, now I'm antagonizing uh-huh. Uh-huh. you right back. I, well, I appreciate it. It, it, it really do, it does tickle my fancy and floats my boat. Oh, man. Uh, I, think I, I think I was listening to something about this person on Art Bell once, and I, rem- I remember where I was. Do you ever have this thing where you listen to uh, like a podcast or a radio show or music or something, but – it brings oh. back memories of where you were when you were listening to it. 
Straight up. No, like I will hear a thing and be like, no, 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 no. I was five years ago doing this thing like exactly like this when I heard it. Yeah, because 100%. I could tell you where I was when I first heard about what I think this guy is. I was in Sunset Park in a uh, – I was looking for a uh, – uh, like a – I was looking for a, a, a card, like a birthday card or something in like a pharmacy – on like 57th street and I'm listening to art bell and he was talking about some guy that had like a crystal that controlled weather. And I, I think it was this guy. I, I'm 99% well, what, sure. It, it certainly could be. I don't remember anything about this dude having a crystal, but one of my, yeah, like a machine or something. I think, him but yeah, is, what, well, I, uh, there's this whole thing about him talking to like the, I'm going to just call them aliens. Him talking to the aliens, being like, aliens, go do this thing. And there's this whole thing about him doing that. And, like, he had a reporter come to him from, like, a reputable reporter. I don't know. Newspaper? What yeah. have you? Where where do reporters come from? Where, do, where are they born? Uh, from the reporter birther places? <laughs> um, they usually get brainwashed by their teachers, I think. So so these brainwashed folks came to him, and there was this one situation. I think one of them was like a reputable uh, brainwashed location. Uh, and he said, where would you like there to be lightning? And the person said, I don't know, over there, in that direction. And the motherfucker just pointed, and then the lightning struck. Like, he waged war on different countries with hurricanes and he just like he he also there was i think it was california california was having one of the largest droughts that it had ever had at the time and he wrote a letter to the governor being like hey motherfucker i'm gonna help you and the governor was like go fuck off and then he focused on it and then gave not just rain but snow Time in like ever in a certain region. That's... This dude is Christ-like, or he's been touched by aliens, or perhaps he 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 is an alien, or he's Charlie Sheen. I don't know what this PK man is. <laughs> I like how you call him the PK man. I'm actually doing searches for Art Bell and Ted Owens, and I'm not finding it. I think the person that I'm thinking about is might be somebody different. I'm thinking about somebody that I had like a, like a weather Art machine. Bell... I don't think uh, I don't think Ted Owens if, had a weather machine. Bell... I think he had a. If if Art Bell talked to Ted Owens, I would I would probably have splooged my plant my my plants <laughs> your plant no my pants both I took off on my cactus. I would have inseminated all of my agriculture by now. Oh, would have been fantastic. Have I been. actually haven't heard an like a, a, a physical interview. I've only read interviews with this dude. And uh, he's a crazy motherfucker. The thing I'm thinking about, Art Bell, he did not talk to the person. He was talking to somebody that was talking about uh, somebody having like a weather machine. And I remember there was like a crystal... And there was some fucking energy going through this thing, and that's why it reminded me of uh, this Ted, this Ted Cruz guy. Ted, no, Ted Owens. 
Yeah, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah. No, no, totally. The his PK man. True story of mind over with, matter. His father had something to do with the overthrowing of the Cubans, I think. No, the attempted <laughs> overflowing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to look into this guy. Lightning Strikes, uh, Revenge on Cleveland. That sounds like a fucking movie right there. Yo, no, that's a thing. <laughs> this guy, this guy is a motherfucking, he is like, Ten movies. I wish that Kurt Russell was younger. Well, there's deep Kurt fakes. Russell we could uh, we could play uh, this guy. We could You're right. DH people. Let's deep fake it. Just let's, deep. Let's deep fake everybody. Like, oh, oh man, I've never thought about it this way. Like for all the 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 the, the potential film roles for all these people who've been like, oh well. Kiefer Sutherland's too old now. He's DH those no, motherfuckers. No, he's not. Oh, man. Yeah. So, deep fake them all. Do you have a... We're going to see We're gonna see some deep fake Nick the Rat soon. Where's the hang up button? Where's that button right there? There we go. All right, we got to hang up on that person. There's no such thing as deep fakes. There will never be a deep fake Nick the Rat. We're going to listen to another song right now. We'll be right back with more Nick the Rat Radio. We have Paul Erson with A to Eighties Room. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, that song was a letdown towards the end. It started off like it was going to be a banger, banger, wanger, a bang, a wanger, banger, and then it became a uh, limp goose. Welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio, everybody. We're talking about uh, 
not much. We're talking about Adam Curry. We're talking about uh, fun stuff. Looks like we have a uh, gas blast that just came in here. Hey, Nick, I'm out in the deserts of Nevada. I'm trying to scope out the Neowise Comet, and I think I'm seeing something what can only be described as an unusual circular glowing blue disc. What the? Oh, let me read this here. Uh, a, a circular glowing blue disc moving in odd directions in the night sky. It appears to be at least a mile high up and is making no noise at all. Can anyone confirm seeing this? It's been uh, in the air for a while now. I'll try to snap some pictures. Sammy B. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Sorry if I had doxed you, Sammy B. Let me look at this. Whoa. There's another email with the picture. All right, so Sammy B just sent me a picture of uh, Neowise with a blue disc. I'm going to... I'm going to post this. I'm going to see if I can get my uh, webmaster to put this on the internet. Can I get this put up there? I'm going to take that picture. Uh, put a hashtag sewer chat, sewer chat. I'm going to post this on Twitter right now. Uh, I'm going to post this picture. See if you could see this picture on Twitter. I'm seeing the blue disc in the sky. I see Neowise too. I see the. This is crazy. Yeah, look at that. That's a that is a blue disc in the sky. So Neowise is flying around the Earth right now. I think if you if you look out at the uh, the northeast, you'll be able to see it. Uh, maybe I should post this in more places. Maybe I could put this up on. Uh, maybe I could. Sp- plaster this on the twitch stream too maybe yeah i should do that i should plaster it on the twitch stream let's see uh let's add a image this is this is incredible somebody sent me this picture right now uh let me just call it neo new picture browse include add i just got this picture right here so if you're looking at the stream, that is Neowise. I don't know where they are. It looks like they're in the middle of the woods somewhere. But there's this blue disc in the sky. Holy shit. This is... I just posted it on Twitter, too. Maybe I'll put it on No Agenda Social later. But uh, if if you're, if you're looking at the Twitch stream, I'm putting the, this picture up right here. This is, holy shit. That is, that is huge. All right, that does look like it could be about a mile in the sky. It is a, because you could see other stars in this picture. If you're looking at this picture right over here, you'll see that there's, uh, over there. There is stars in the sky. This thing's got to be a little bit closer than that. This is... Wow. Okay, um, let's, go to the, let's go to the voicemail line. I'm a little freaked out right now. Maybe the voicemails will relax me a little bit. 917-719-5923. <laughs> yeah, if you thought I was done. Nope. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know me, Nick. I'm not... When I start rattling on... 
But I had, you know, the thing is, I tried some uh, strain tonight, and I wanted to share that with you. So even though I didn't say hello, hello, good evening, um, and for anybody that actually cares to hear this outside of the, your your control center, Nick, <laughs> then good evening, sewer chatters and people. So uh, I have this idea oh. for a show, Ooh. and I really think it would be fan-fucking-tastic. I don't think you've ever had a show on psychedelic experiences. And I mean really delving into them. Like, I know you, most it. of the callers yeah, never... and the gas blasters and every... I know that it it's... The sewer is a deep, dark, dank um, sanctuary of laughter and humor and perversity and morbid, you know, derangement. But it's good. I. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. So there's a lot of people in this community that, and your listener, your fan base that, that do partake as much as you have and far more and have really ventured into many different psychedelics. And there's far more than we know about. I am certain of that, even of the ones that we know, but just, you know, there's, I think there's thousands of varieties probably, um, maybe undiscovered, maybe somewhere in the ocean. So I, I think maybe there's that's an untapped to a degree um, sort of I'm thinking of the word of area or vestige for more discovery of not just to get high actual medicine but it, it fascinates me so much that I thought I'd call in and just you know, encourage, encourage. I think that would be a fit. I would love to, I'm just saying as a supporter, I would love to hear a show on psychedelic experiences, even if you've done one before. Because even though did one, totally. you may have and I missed it, you, you always get new and fresh perspectives from people sharing their stories of how they tripped, where they went. They may have astral travels or dimensionally traveled. They may have had the worst experience of their life. Or the most amazing, you know, mind-shattering, you know, consciousness explore and um, ascension experience or what the fuck ever. People have the most amazing experiences on psychedelics and let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It would be great. It will be a Whoa, I didn't hang up on you. It was just the, uh, it hung up. It hung up on you. The robots hung up on you. Uh. I could do this. I could talk about psychedelics. I've I've partaked in some. I've mentioned them on the show before. I probably already mentioned them all. To, but I should do a compact. I should compartmentalize. I should take all of my trip stories and, and put them into one show. So if you want to find all of my uh, experiences about... Uh, actually, I haven't told all my stories. I do have a couple of... Uh, kind of makes me want to do them again, but then also it also makes me not want to do them again. Man, I've um, I've had some fun with some uh, psychedelics. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. I I probably I've probably talked about. It. Maybe I'll do a whole show on every drug that I've done. Just. Pfft. 
and squirt it out there. But this is that's a good idea. I like it. I like that idea. There's uh, definitely a, a base for it. I would, as I mentioned before, I would love to go to like the woods and see the queen uh, firefly larva and look at the sky and see reflections of the ocean and uh, have Mothman have have sex with me and take somebody's girlfriend to be my wife. I think that'd be incredible stuff. I want to talk about laugh tracks. You might be like Nick the Rat. What the fuck are you talking about? Laugh tracks? What are you What are you doing here? This is this is this show is about uh, Adam Curry. It's about this. It's about that. Now you bring up laugh tracks. Well, yeah, I have to bring up laugh tracks really quick because uh, I was watching TV. I had on uh, the channel. What was the channel I was watching? It was that comedian show, not Jimmy Kimmel. I was watching Jimmy Kimmel, but before that, there was a the guy from the Man Show. Who's that guy from the fucking Man Show? Uh, douchebag from the Man Show who's no longer funny because he's not Adam Carolla. The Adam Carolla, yeah, Kimmel. Carolla was he was he was. I haven't heard his podcast, but I don't think he's went totally changed completely from the man show. But Jimmy Kimmel has completely changed. He's Jimmy Kimmel was like the friend you had and then you told him something and then he probably wound up wound wound wound, wound up hating you for it. Uh, so Kimmel wasn't doing the show anymore. It was some other chick. He he was like, oh, it's the Jimmy Kimmel show hosted. I was watching it last night. It was hosted by some uh, a blonde female comedian. And it was there was no audience. And she was saying jokes that were... She did like a dating thing, like a speed dating. And it was... Ve- oh, God. I wanted to... I wanted to jump out the window watching this. It was horrible. It was... Now, granted, this lady, she might be funny when she's not doing uh, network corporatized bullshit. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel did blackface, yes. I was also watching uh, In Living Color when they had uh, uh, the superhero with the the disabled superhero which is fucking really funny. But uh handyman the with the power of the handicap even if it was insensitive it was it was it's funny. There sometimes people do insensitive jokes that are just not funny. But either way this 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 lady was doing jokes on Jimmy Kimmel and it was just very cringeworthy and uh then I started to notice that there was no laugh track. There was a uh, zero laugh track, and I was like, "This, is, it's like she's doing like a YouTube show, but she's doing YouTube for children because it's on network TV, and there is no children watching network TV at midnight, and you're you're trying to make jokes for kids at midnight with nobody watching you." And and as I, somebody said earlier, like Nick the Rat, this interview is better than like TV interviews, and I think it is. I actually think that my interview with uh, Adam Curry would 
be a million times more entertaining to play on TV than what I watched. But they would never be able to air that anyway. I think fucking, yeah, it's China. Authenticity. The uh, Sir Spencer, you're nailing it. There is no authenticity with these network shows that are on network TV because they can't be authentic because it's totally scripted. And then I was watching the other guy, fucking not Jimmy Kimmel, the other uh, the other late night dude who broke his finger because also equally unfunny. There was a no laugh track. He was making jokes. Jimmy Fallon. He was talking to the Saturday Night Live guy that was on the internet before who's on Brooklyn 90210 or some shit who has another TV show on, on Hulu who was talking about fucking watching Mad Men on Netflix. I was like, what? It was fucking bad. It was, it was a horrible, it was a horrible thing. And I was like, are these people only funny if they have an audience and then the audience applauds and laughs? Is that the only reason that Jimmy Kimmel is funny? Is that the only reason uh, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and and Jimmy Letterman are funny? Because they have laugh tracks. And then I was looking into, into laugh tracks. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that research that I found. It was, uh, hold on, i got to open up uh, my research tab here. So people used to go to shows and movies and stuff. And they'd sit there in, in the audience. And they would see something on the stage. And they're like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Yay. And then uh, when it went to radio, they didn't have that anymore. And then when radio went to TV, they didn't have that either. And they were, they were like, you know, we need we need this. We need the thing on the thing. We need the thing. And it seems like this guy named Charlie Douglas. Charlie Douglas was uh, the first. He made something called the Left Box. It had like uh, 300 different laughs on there. And he was the only one that had this. It had pre-recorded laughs. And he would roll his box on a little fucking gurney into different studios. And like, oh, yeah, laugh at this, laugh at that. And I think the last TV show that actually has a laugh track is uh, uh, The Big Bang Theory. But then, then fucking... Ralph Lauren, whatever that fucking asshole's name is, he was like, we didn't use a laugh track. That was a live studio audience. And that's why we're going to add a laugh track to Nick the Rat right now. So uh, let's see if this actually works. Let's see if adding a laugh track to Nick the Rat is any bit funnier. And we'll see. Uh, So earlier tonight, I was talking to uh, Adam Curry. And I asked him if he was a a folder or a tucker. And he said, Tucker, we're going to dox that fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's that's pretty good. Uh, Actually, I kind of like this. I feel like I'm not alone anymore. Uh, I didn't didn't really know what that guy that was talking about, but I mentioned he might have been a football player. And it turned out he was actually a basketball player. 
So I slam dunked it on him. <laughs> but uh, but luckily, luckily we're gonna have to play some music now. All right, you guys are a bunch of haters. Let's listen to S N O V A with Titans. Enjoy. that you smoke? Do you agree that you've smoked pot? You're going to smoke dope and, and um, have a good time. Back to Nick the Rat Radio. Um, we we have a sad, not sadly, but 
amazingly, a lot more show to go. Let's kind of burn through it a little bit. We got another gas blast that just came in. Uh, evening, Nick. I heard your last gas blast and remember to check out the NeoWise while I still can. I haven't been able to see NeoWise. It's, uh, there's a lot of fucking shit in front of me. It's hard to see anything on my window. Especially when I'm underground. Uh, while I still can. Uh, I am in the northeast and I got a good view of the comet and the last gas blaster is correct. I am seeing flying blue spherical object in the sky and I attached a picture. I'm going to contact the local authorities and see if they have any reports of this UFO. Love the show. Stay safe. Luigi. It looks like we have another uh, another picture. Let me see if I could uh, bring this up here. Um, let's see. Uh, images, image. It's... I'm going to put this on the stream. I'll actually post it to Twitch as well. Uh, let's see here. Whoa. Yeah, that looks like the same fucking circular thing. Look at that. There's Neowise. There is the... What? This is crazy. This is pretty in pretty pretty crazy. Right, let me uh, let me tweet this out. Let me just hold on one second, everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, I usually have people that do this for me, but they're not here right now. So I gotta go to Twitter myself. I'll put this on No Agenda Social probably tomorrow, but I could do it on on Twitter and I can add it to the stream right now. Uh, yeah, this looks, this looks legit. Can somebody like, instead of taking photos though, can you do like a video maybe? Is there, is there a video? I'm just going to add this onto here. I'm going to add it to my last tweet. Look at that. We got two pictures of this UFO and Neowise here. It's like the same blue disc, right? Like I'm putting it next to the other one over there. That looks like the same thing. I actually want to let's enhance. There's Neowise. There's this. Oh, that one's going behind. Let's bring it up. Pop. And make it big. This is this is creepy, everybody. I'm getting pictures sent in. It looks I think we're getting invaded. I don't know if there's uh, viruses or aliens or UFOs, but there's something going on right here. This is crazy. Let me just put that there in there. Okay, well, you know, we have to go on with the show, though. Let's let's play another voicemail. 917-719-5923. Uh, give me a call or leave a voicemail like this person over here did. Who did? Somebody did? Somebody did. Who did? This person did. Uh, hey, Nick. Here's the swamp. What the? F- uh, nine one seven seven one nine five nine two three. Leave me a voicemail like this person did. Pee Wee Herman? Who is that?
That was a solid recreation. And if you do hear from that cricket, you'll know he's coming. He's saying, I like fresh air, motherfucker, and you're dumb. Keep an eye out. Let us know. 430-201-4841. We love you a lot. And uh, if I find you, if I ever find you, I'm sucking all of them nipples, all them rat nips. Was that Fletcher from a hog story? 430-291-4841? Is that what I heard? Give them a call. Leave them a voicemail. Like this person might have left me. Hey, what's up, Nick the Rat? This is... uh Dustin from Gitmo PH, just giving you a call. Uh, I don't usually leave voicemails, but um, I guess you're not answering the phone right now. You're down in the sewers. Anyway, um, I'm going to check out your latest interview with Adam. That's pretty cool. And uh, you have a nice uh, day there, I guess, whatever you're doing. Uh, don't spend too much time in the sewer, brother. I got, I got to spend time down here. Uh, yeah, the interview was tonight. It was, it was, well, I did it like yesterday. It was great. I had a great time talking to him. I'd love to talk to him again. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm going to start to try to blow through the show a little bit quicker because we're going real late tonight. And, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta sleep too at some point. 917-719-5923. Hi, Nick. I'm calling here to talk to that, uh, spear water, uh, bone sex, uh, still fish guy. Got that good voice telling me all them steps to masturbate while I'm listening to you. And I'll call me back and I'll call you daddy. Oh, yes. No. Um, no. No. Um Oh, it looks like we have another gas blast that just came in. Hold on, let me read this one. You could email Nick at nicktherat.com, just put gas blast in the title and I will read it on the air. Uh evening rat. I too am am witnessing strange phenomenon while spectating the Neowise comet. Holy shit. I wish I could see this thing. Um, But not in the sky. I am in the woods of Pennsylvania, and I've heard something rustling in the woods. I am happy I'm sitting on the roof of my small apartment and I'm not on the floor because in the woods where I heard the rustling, uh, which I can only describe as being... uh, In the woods where I heard the rustling was what I can describe only describe as a large hairy hominoid I don't want to jump to conclusions but I think the Bigfoot in the woods was doing the rustling I think it was Bigfoot in the woods doing the rustling from Jimmy holy shit holy Bigfoot was rustling wait rustling and Jimmy okay think that's a looks like we have another gas blast that just came in too I don't I already I already don't like this one 
Nikki Boy, Sultan of Soy, King of the Sewer. I don't know what these other people are talking about. Uh, I have a clear view of the sky in San Fran, and I see the comet clear as day, but there's nothing else in the sky. I have binoculars, and I'm looking out of my apartment window facing the northwest, and I can see it clearly. The only extra special thing is in front of me is uh, is my partner is on her knees, and her mouth is full. I'm not going to read that one. I'm not going to... That's... It's hot, but it's not what the show's about. It's not what the show's about. Ooh! Quirk is my call? Alright, uh, how about this? How about I play another song, and uh, when the song's over, you give a call in. And you know, this is really weird. This song is... Not called PK, but it's called PPK with Resurrection. Now I'm, now I'm creeped out. Welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio, where uh, I feel feel a little lonely, but that's fine because I've I've a phone line. People people can call me nine one seven seven nine five nine two three, like this person right here did right here. Uh, yeah, Nick, I was just uh, checking maybe uh maybe your phone line wasn't working or something, but it seems to be working. Um, I heard you were talking to Adam Curry. Maybe he needs a server to think maybe you could uh pass my card or my information down. No, we're going to hold that because we actually have a live caller. Uh, hello live caller. Hi. 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 Ooh, hi. Uh, thank 
thank you for taking my call so late in the uh, show. It's It's been a wonderful, stimulating, fantastic ride all night. Thank well, you. Whoa. You are quite well, welcome. <laughs> uh, let me pour a drink really quick for that one. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. But you are the best. I have a question. It's it's kind of an irrelevant question, but I wanted to ask you anyway. Wait, and I will it's, wait. It's I a, will wait for you to refresh your your bevy. Wet my whistle. <laughs> Hold on one second here. Uh, yeah, wet your appetite and wet your whistle. Uh, oh, oh. All right, you may ask oh, away. Oh my. <laughs> well, you know it's. Oh God. I got confuzzled. Kamboozled. You gave me you gave me tingles there. What, okay. what was, All right, back on track. What was the uh, show with the animals? Uh, it was like uh, zoo zoo zooboozle zoobaloo. Oh shit! I didn't I didn't watch that, but yeah, that sounds that sounds similar to the wacky name that they gave it, which I love wacky, but <laughs> it was like Zoobly yeah, Zoomaloo or yeah. Oh man, that's that's a blast from the past for sure. I didn't watch that one, but I was subjected to. Absolutely uh, <laughs> mind-numbing Teletubbies when I used to work oh, in really? daycare. So, oh, Ugh. God, kill me. <laughs> oh, yeah, Teletubbies was no fun. This show was actually fun. There was like I remember there was like a, a, like a tiger uh, guy. He had like face paint on, like an orange face. He kind of looked like Lion-O. It was just really weird. It was like called Zoobly Zoo or something. Zoobly. Oh, man. I'll, I'll look this up. I'll find it. I think I'm just glad I missed out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, I, I don't mean to monopolize your time here. No, 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 no. So, first things first. First things first. Yeah. There are no words for how magnificent that incredible conversation and discourse was with Adam. Just, do you not know how much you've come into your own? Do you not know how heightened you've become? and aware and you're ascending it's just i hope you realize that um yeah i just want you to know that you just you just keep upping your game and rising to the occasion and i don't want you to criticize yourself because you do like like some of us just know that it was awesome and that you could have kept going for hours with him it was obvious how much he enjoyed it and you enjoyed it. And the, the broad, wonderful smile on your face is just in his face, too, is fantastic in every possible way. Thank you. We definitely got each other uh, giggling sometimes. And, yes. Uh, he yeah. probably he would have stayed on a little bit longer as well. I, I'm sure he would have gave me like another, I don't know, I could probably kept him for a while, but, I, you know, my mm. question, my question list did go through. I could have, I could have stayed with him a little bit longer, but, but I didn't want to overwelcome my oh, right, stay yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah, absolutely. He's and great, that's the thing is, it's a lead-in for future. I don't really consider that an interview. It's it, it was, it was uh, like peeking into a wonderful, intimate conversation between two old friends that we were very fortunate and blessed to be a part of. So thank you for that. And many donations will be coming your way. And this, this show will go, (laughs) 
will go into history as one of the greatest podcasts ever, oh, ever. Thanks. Oh. So, uh, yeah, well, I didn't, uh, I didn't mean to call and stroke your ego. I just wanted you to know how special it really is. And also, I am curious, how has the um, command center, the DSN command center migration been going? Did you do this interview from your new command center? Uh, your new elaborate uh the, the your new, new elaborate holodeck <laughs> the new command center is coming uh august 1st is the oh, okay okay i was hoping you were you were recording that from the new that's all right that's but nobody cool. no, you're not gonna even really notice the difference it's the green the green you might notice at the end of the show when i tear the green screen down you might see something different behind me but uh i, I hate moving moving is yes such a fucking hassle. Putting... It, is, it is, especially, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you have to move, but you're going from a tinier burrow to a more elaborate rat's nest, so that's good. That's great. Well, basically, Even the, though it the is a, little yeah. sewer area that I'm in right now is uh, we're expanding to a, a little bit of a larger sewer area. It's still, in, it's still, a, it's a couple tubes down. Okay. It's, it's in the same area, but yeah, moving. Well, is it? Yeah. Will you be above the clouds again, or will you be lower to the to the? It's, will you be in the lower sewer or the upper sewer? <laughs> I know exactly what your your question means. Uh, it's going to be a lower sewer, but it's going to yeah, be okay, more room, and uh, there's going to be a little balcony bowels. to the sewer too. A little sewer balcony. Yeah. It's a little outdoor oh, space. Yeah. That's not. Yes, yes. That means that you will have. More elaborate ASMR vids for us and, and pictures, Pikachu's. As a friend of mine, a friend of mine calls it Pikachu's, which is adorable <laughs> and befitting. But if Pikachu's, yeah. If you, if you do, if you do know yeah. some of those, uh, if uh, those ASMR videos that I think yeah. I know what you're talking about, uh, I think uh, mm -hmm. that Sky View will no longer be accessible though, which sucks. Mm. I love that view. I love that view, and that's gonna go away. But, well, know, all the more reason to draw you out and into the fresh air. That's like good. That. You need that. It's true. It's your true. your fur needs that. Your your rat brain needs that. <laughs> Change is uh, uh, good. Yeah. Once it happens, it's usually better. It's yeah, and even if you had, <laughs> you know, um, a good remedy when you need a break. Watch. I think it's called Moving Day with Richard Pryor. <laughs> God, that was funny. That fucking that's a great that's a great tale of the woes of moving and the, the endless frustrations, especially when you entrust it to supposed professionals. <laughs> that's a great yeah. flashback nightmare comedy. Was, yeah, one of, and one of his um, underrated ones. It's not discussed much. Richard Richard Pryor does make like mm. nightmarishy type movies. Have Have you ever seen like I think it was called The Toy. Are you kidding me? That was one of the best movies it's, ever. It's I just fucking love that. And he was, and that kid was also in a Christmas story. He's the one oh, really? who got his tongue stuck to the pole. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and that kid, he beat out some other kids for that role. And you know what's really ironic? Here's some interesting trivia about that. That kid, who had so much fucking potential and talent, didn't continue in the movie business. Um, let's just say not the Hollywood movie business. He went on to do hardcore porn. 
I shit you not. <laughs> That's real? That's real. Now, did he have his True tongue story. stuck to a pole or a hole? Not... <laughs> many, many holes. And wow, wow, we wow. Did not know he went there, but... But yeah, oh, the, the toy, the movie, the toy was it was it was funny. It was a great yes, movie. But I it was, loved. It's still like yeah, a and a Gleason movie. classic. I mean, Gleason. I mean, Jesus Christ! U.S. It's U.S. U.S. <laughs> <laughs> and she had the massive stripper titties. So it was perfect. <laughs> she was great. That was, that's that's probably did some amazing amazing work. Oh. Yeah, God, I'm glad you brought that up because that was a major favorite for me. And, you know, and then the end of the movie, what they did with speeding up, what they did was turning him to, in, like, to the flash, how fast he ran away from that fucker. <laughs> it was fucking beautiful. He was a master of physical comedy, not just, great. yeah, I mean, he had, he had such raw talent. And uh, he was also uh, a great appreciator of Robin Williams, so really liked um doing stand up alongside um together so god man i miss him he's one of the best he was uh yeah oh he was great yeah. i love i love the richard you're saying oh is that like a q what? is like is o like a q anon thing is like o anon is that i have no clue oh <laughs> Well, you Sorry, saying, I said, "Oh, now I'm a well. I'm a cock, you know, in ways. I, I'm still in the dark on a lot of things that uh, many of the No Agenda crowd and the Nick the Rat crowd are way on top of, far above the clouds, and I'm still on the earth, going, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, I'm so yeah, you get even deeper on other to parts too. On. You 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 get yeah. you get deep into that Nicarat Nicarat stuff, but uh, yeah, I was. Uh, do you do you have you have more questions though? What well, what else is going through? Oh the well, I, I don't mean to keep you. Yeah, that that's um, other than I had another one, but I really appreciate your time. I don't mean to keep you. Thank oh, you're not you keeping for me. Taking my call. Yeah, it's it's just been oh oh, uh, not a question, but thank you for the howls. Every time you do those howls, I everything inside me. Go supernova. Oh oh. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on one second. I could uh I could do I I got I got pre recorded howls here which which also work because howling is hard work. <laughs> it's, it's and not... it's also very rewarding and beautiful. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> oh god, classic. Oh. Wolf pack? Can you just feel that? You just feel it. <laughs> In all of your, in all of your cells, in it's all like of your a, soul, it's like a domino effect. It's, it's yeah, communication. It's like, yes. hey, I'm here, you're there. Let each other know that we're all here. <sighs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes, beautiful. Okay, well, I, I won't keep you. Thank you. I love you much. Oh. You're the fucking best. And I will always be a loyal fan and just uh, just know that anytime you feel like you're being pulled underneath and that the tides are controlling you, you will always have us to lift you up oh. and keep you above the waters. And whenever it seems like there's a storm that you're never going to pull out of, we'll always be there waiting for you like a beacon. And we love you. And you, you, you're amazing. And- 
We love you too. It's it's definitely community. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the cold. <laughs> Bye. Have a good night. night. Oh, that's thank you so you. much. <laughs> Mwah. Bye. Mwah. Cheers to you. Ah, uh, Zubilee Zoo. That's what it was called. Back to this uh, last voicemail. Yeah, this is a uh, Bob from Dell. Oh, fuck. Uh, I've been calling you uh, like every day now to see if you needed any new possible equipment for your studio or your uh, servers. The Dark Sewer Network is a, a client of mine. This last I checked, it was. You're still uh, listed here as the main contact. I was wondering if maybe if you could uh, call me back and tell me if maybe you could buy some. Uh, some used equipment from me. Um, no. That deal that I had uh, for four ninety nine ninety nine, I could lower it to four ninety nine ninety eight. Uh, my boss found this one out. Uh, he would probably kill my wife before he kills me. But I just want to make sure that you know that I'll suck your dick. Please buy something. I'll suck your dick if you just buy something. What the? Oh my god! Nobody's buying anything right, these days. Everything works. Nothing's breaking. Everything is perfect. But I need to sell stuff because. That's my whole fucking existence is being a salesman and with all this fucking shit not breaking. I, I can't, I, I don't have it. I'm basically, I'm just a big old cocksucker with no cocks to suck. Come on, Nick, please do me, do me a solid, uh, just pass my information down to Adam Curry. Thanks. This is Bob from Dell. No. No Bob from Dell. 917-719-5923. Hey, Nick, what starts with S and ends with CK? Fire truck. I got a little giggle out of me. 917-719-5923. Are you fucking shitting me? Are you fucking shitting me, Nick? Are you fucking shitting me? You're going to be up a dog. Night, I'd like it if a dog came and picked you up. Oh, man, this is one of my blood. Man, I'm getting this is boiled my blood. I don't know what happened there. Alright, we're gonna try to fly through the show a little bit quicker here. Still have a little bit more. Um We have a new new gas blast that just came in. Nick, I'm in Manhattan and I can't see shit. New York City sucks dick. It smells like piss. It's hot. There are too many people, and they're rude. The cops are mostly assholes. Everything is expensive. The rent is too damn high. Most of the bars are too loud, filled with assholes, and the drinks cost too much. The political leaders here all suck dick. We have no rights, no nature, no place we could shoot stuff. The only good thing left here is it's probably you. Oh. Love the Adam Curry interview, Uber driver Jerome. Okay, 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 Uber driver Jerome. Thank you, man. There's so much love tonight in the sewer. This is this is great. You know, let's play another song over here. Let's just end the show. Let's, let's fucking fly through this. We got Alchemy Loops, uh, Lo-Fi Jazz.
All this music is CC by 3.0. It's all on my SoundCloud. Check it out. That's cool. Um, I don't know what's going on. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. Uh, I am Nick the Rat. This is radio. We are having a great night. We talked to Adam Curry tonight. We we talked about uh, PK, uh, basketball player. We uh, talked uh, we talked a whole bunch. We did a whole bunch of stuff over here. We still have some more show to go. It looks like we have some more gas blasts that came in. Let me read that uh, one of them now. Hey, Nick, is this the proper email for me to reach you? This is Bob from Dell. I was wondering if you needed a desktop upgrade or server upgrade. Bob from Dell, leave me alone. God damn it. Leave me a... 917-719-5923. The phone line is still open. If you would like to talk to me, you can still give me a call. I'll still listen to you. I'll still talk to you. I love talking to you. Uh, uh, is this Mayor de Blasio's hotline for reporting people not wearing masks? Just wondering, this is Karen. Oh, no. I report Nick the Rat for not wearing a mask in the sewer. It's breaking the law. You better go get him. So, anyways. Whoa! Wait, you're right. Um, let's see here. Bam, uh, bam, 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 bam. Oh wait. Uh, so, did you say Bill De Blasio sucks? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you mean he's 
uh, doesn't don't you mean he blows because he's Bill de Blosio? <laughs> ow, 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 okay, I'm just gonna cut that off. That hurt my ears. That was that was pretty bad. Nine one seven seven one nine five nine two three is the number you could call and you could reach me. You could leave me a voicemail like this person over here did. Yeah. Yeah. Or this person. Sorry, I'll screw it. What's going on with this? Kind of hear like a whistling. It is certainly great. I hope you exposed all six or eight. You can clarify eight of your nipples. Whoa. Two Adam. I did. It's a lucky number. It's a lucky number of nipples to have. Congratulations. We hope he left happy and you left with a mouthful of joy. Squeebie deebie, squeebie deebie doo. Love your nuts. 917-719-5923. I think it's great that you have finally gotten Adam uh, Curry on on the uh, Nick Fax show. I hope you can inform him about the issues facing the American descendants of rats and uh, and exactly, uh, the, you know, what has happened to them in America. New York City has things to apologize for. I know you'll do a good job, Nick. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's play another song. Let's try to get the fuck out of here as quick as possible. I'm sleepy as shit. It's 3.30 in the morning in New York City. We've got Shades with a New Order remix, Blue Order, Blue, New Order, Blue Monday. We'll be right back with more Nick the Rat.
in a rat ship here. He gets inspired once in a while. It's very fun to And watch. when Nick is firing on all cylinders, he's, he's, he's really He's good. pretty hard to beat. I mean, we're kind of grooming him to take over the show, aren't we? <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I can, actually. <laughs> he does his show up. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> well, welcome back. Nick the Rat. We're, we're having a good time tonight. And it's, it's coming close to fucking ending. I've been on streaming for this is gonna be a four and a half hour long show. Nobody wants to hear a four and a half hour long podcast. Maybe they do. I don't fucking know. Maybe they do. Maybe you want a four and a half hour long podcast. Help you get through your long ass week. Nine one seven seven one nine five nine two three. We're gonna start to fly through this. We're gonna we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it soon. Here we go. You know who this is? Oh God, this is Karen no. called in earlier. I thought this is De Blasio's report line for math. Was reporting. Uh, you little guess that Adam Curry has reporting the keeper for not wearing a mask. Drinking her coffee. It's true. I thought it was calling there, but I called the next rat show instead. So I'm reporting all you. I want to talk to the manager. You want to talk to the manager? Well, all I could say is, uh, no, you can't talk to the manager because I'm the manager. And uh, basically, Karen. I'm calling. I'm calling an end to. Uh, I'm calling an end to your reign over uh, uh, the, the sh- b- being a jerk to people. You can't. You can't just be a jerk to people in public. I'm talking to your manager. Your manager, Karen. I'm... Looks like we got a. It looks like we have a, another uh, gas blast that just came in here. Let's... Oh, what the f- what's the matter with that? Okay, let's read this here. Uh, good evening, Nick. Uh, this show has been delightful so far. The music, the interview, the phone calls, everything. I totally forgot about Neowise, and I'm going to see if I could see it now. Thanks for the reminder. Uh, I'll make sure to donate. Love, Cassandra. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Cassandra. Uh, wow. It's hard to follow that one up. Um, we're just going to keep on trying to end the show as fast as possible right now because it's really late and I am, I'm, I'm dying over here. Oh, come calm down, people. Calm down. Look, okay, look, I understand. I understand you're a little bit mad and all that, but, you know, I'm just a single person, and this is all produced all by me. So, you know, I, I need to have my rest, too, right? Okay, there we go. Okay, that's good to know. Anyway, so uh, let's let's go to the, back to the voicemails. Let's blow through them. 
like uh, like we were at a truck stop, and there's a whole line of guys standing in front of me. 917-719-5923. Nine one seven seven one nine five nine two three. Nick the Rat, awesome show. Oh, give me a call later. Just call me a masturbator. That's that's weird. Like, uh, you know that Wayfair and the kids—they sent kids in in dressers to people that ordered dressers and all that shit. I haven't heard about Wayfair until after that, so maybe that was all just a marketing scheme. 917-719-5923. Nick the Rad, fantastic job interviewing Adam Curry. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it was great. I got thank to hear you. about the second half of it, and you really asked all the questions. I mean, it would be great to hear you interview him again, but thank oh, yeah. God you did the first time here. Get the uh, ice broken. All uh, right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Oh, Bye. Phew. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear uh, breaking the ice and all that stuff. And you sounded really sexy, dude. Just want to let you know that you. Oh boy, I want to hear your podcast. Nine one seven seven nine five nine two three. Wait well, here. I'm pretty certain you don't like compliments, so. But that was a dynamite <laughs> interview with Adam. Ah, I'm just saying that questions were stuff that like people don't ask online as much uh stuff that uh like you research what people would answer for different questions so it was like a lot of different stuff so anyways good job my mom the amount of love that i'm getting tonight it's really it's gonna make tomorrow feel great i'm gonna feel great tomorrow you know that's weird about life. You feel good and then you feel bad. Kind of like you feel good for you feel bad for feeling good. Or sometimes you feel good and then you want to feel better, even more good, and then you can't. So then you feel bad for not being able to feel better about feeling good and you're like I want more and then you can't have more. But then you could you could have a You have to go, it's like a wave. You need to come and go. You need to go and come. You need to, sometimes you need to come, and then sometimes you need to come. I don't know. I don't know, but life is very strange. Uh, it, 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 it weaves and, and lollies. Weaves and lollies, I guess. I don't I really don't know. I don't know. Uh, 917-719-5923. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. No. Hello, Nick. Hi. This is Lavish. Oh. Just following up on that caller that called about his uh, experience with the aliens. Ooh. Just wanted to say my experience. I was driving in the five and I saw a uh, light, uh, a fucking spaceship that was, I don't know if it was a spaceship. It was just a light in the dark, but it was whipping around like, like a laser pointer. You know, in the sky. It was moving so, so fast. And I imagine that that's, I mean, when I hear a lot of people's experiences, like this guy's experience kind of had that, and a lot of experiences have that. I think that's just like a common theme with a lot of these sorts of experiences. Uh, anyway, just thought I'd get your thoughts on it. Also, while I'm here, 
Uh, get your thoughts on the Black Knight satellite. All right. Have Black a good one. Knight satellite. Great interview with Adam, by the way. Top tier. Have a good night. Black Knight satellite. Well, my first reaction to the Black Knight satellite is that rhymes and sounds awesome. Second reaction is I do know what that is. It's like the chunk that they see that's flying around the earth and they don't know what it is. For some reason, this makes me think about the James Oberg considers a debris thermal blank for. Uh, well, this is no matter what, it's just satellites. Satellites are just things that are flying around the earth. It could just be a chunk of whatever. And it does look. I think the Black Knight satellite is a uh, Cthulhu's fingertip. I think he was trying to touch the planet Earth and it got burnt off in the atmosphere. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, fuck. Cthulhu is big, and he's going to get us sooner or later. Uh, Let's read another gas blast. I think we got one more gas blast. We're almost at the end of the show now. Thank goodness for Chef Boy RD. Nick the Rat. Wait, Nick, they are here. Nick, they are here. I'm out in Texas. And I snapped a shot of Neowise. Sorry about that. It's a little gassy from all the seltzer. And I saw I saw them too. I'll email you a picture. I was able to... What? I was able to SNG? I'll email you the picture I was able to... Oh, I guess I'm in like Snap or something. I'll send you the picture I was able to take. We'll just say that. They are here, Nick. I'm going to buy more guns. James from Texas. We have another picture? Let me look for this in the email. Yeah, it looks like we have another one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, let me put this up here. I'll add this to the uh, Twitter as well. Holy shit. This one's the craziest, I think, of all of them. Now, you could see there's Neowise right here, but boom, there it is. Holy shit, this fucking, there's, that, I think we have proof here. I think we have proof. We have peppermint patty proof. These are, they're, they're very similar. They're different, but they're the same. I'm freaking out right now, actually. Are they here? Are they here? Are these? Let me put this on Twitter really quick. People, people, time, the times we're living in are pretty insane. I think, I think they're here. Now, I don't think they're just the, uh... oh my God, look at that. Look at, that's a crazy fucking picture. Whoever sent that, I'm not going to dox you. I'm just going to post this. And uh, all I could say is, holy Toledo. Is that racist? I don't know if I could say holy Toledo anymore. Uh, Wow. I'll say wow. And 
we're going to see where this goes next week. If anybody sees this, if anybody sees the Neo uh, Wise Meteor uh, Comet, please look up at it and see if you see any blue lights around it. Lots of, yes, lavish, lots of activity in the sky. And there's reports. There's reports coming in. I'm getting emails. I'm getting pictures. I'm getting data. I'm getting... Oh, wow. Oh, we have one more voicemail. This is Karen. Oh, fuck. Talking about me on... And I'm Terry, really. I'm gonna talk to the management. Don't bash Adam Curry. Alright. You know what? Fuck you, Karen. Uh aliens are here. Adam Curry's awesome. And laugh tracks make uh make stuff kind of funny. No really. They they do they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna end the show here. We hope to see you next week with more Nicorette Radio. We have Makeout Club with Tina Turner. We don't need... We don't need a... Hero, what's it called? I don't know. It's a remix. We don't need another hero by Makeout Club made by Tina Turner. We'll be back next week with more Nick the Rat. I hope you had a great time. I had an amazing time. God bless you too. See you guys Wednesday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Nick the Rat Radio!
Take a ride from the dark sewer in the filthy American Northeast. It's Nick the Rat Radio with your host, Nick the Rat. Now, here's Nick. And I'm Nick. Then we're ending the show. Thank you, Cryptic Days. Wanna take a ride? Wanna take a ride? Yeah, you show fucking sucks, kid. It's a piece of shit. You show terrible, man. It's not even fucking good. Hope it gets canceled. Wanna take a ride?
building a rat ship here. studies was simply about trying to understand the distortions which the media make of a, of, a, of a meaning whose truth we could somehow find independently of the media, it would be a very different kind of study from what it is in fact, which is trying to find out how the meanings enter into the event themselves, how they have to constitute the event. And this, uh, uh, what we're talking about is really why in cultural and media studies of this kind, at any rate, the notion of culture uh, becomes a primary force. It's not a secondary element, but it's a primary element. Culture is a way in which we make sense of or give meaning to things of one sort or another. It's true, of course, that we all don't make sense of things in the same way, and therefore that each of us has a little kind of conceptual world of our own, or rather we have our own sort of take on the conceptual world. But if we shared no concepts together with other folks, we literally could not make sense of the world together. We could not build a social world together unless we were able to make sense of the world in broadly speaking the same ways. Cultures consist of the maps of meaning. The, the frameworks of intelligibility, the things which allow us to make sense of a world which exists but is ambiguous as to its meaning until we've made sense of it. So, meaning arises because of the shared conceptual maps which groups or members of a cultural society share together. And uh, that's a very important uh, kind of way of, of coming to an understanding of why in cultural studies, if you, if, you, if you privilege the notion of representation as giving meaning, you're making culture a very central, you're giving it a kind of central role. Uh, yes, it's not just sort of the values and, uh, and things which we happen to have been born into. It literally is. The, the ways in, without which we, we would find the world unintelligible. Okay, uh, what, what then uh, is sort of the basis of a culture, consequently of cultural studies, is to try to begin with 
what are the shared conceptual maps? That's to put it another way, to give you another way into this notion. What are the ways in which we classify and organize the world? Because classification is not the only, but one of the principal ways in which we go about giving meaning to things. Until we know roughly what class of things it is, roughly what it belongs with, and roughly what it's different from. Chairs are like, you know, chairs are like stools because you sit on them. And both of them are different from tables which you put things on, although you can also sit on tables. And so our systems of classification are very complex, but without some notion of this belongs with that, that is different from this, we wouldn't be able to have a conceptual map. We wouldn't be able to map out the world in some intelligible way. Now, where do we get that from? Well, the one thing you can be certain is that though the capacity to... Uh, to, to use concepts and to classify concepts in this way is a biological or genetic phenomenon. It's a feature of a, uh, how we are constituted as human beings. The particular classifications that we use to classify out the world meaningfully is not printed in anybody's genes. It is something that is learned. It may not be learned by in didactic ways at school or in colleges, or through instruction, formal instruction, but to become a human subject is precisely somehow to learn or internalize the shared maps of meaning with other people in your culture. To become a cultured subject, rather than a biological individual, rather than just a, a blob of genetic material, is to move from there, to internalize, have within oneself the kind of the beginnings of the grid of one's culture. Okay, one could say then that the, the, the conceptual maps in our heads which allow us to come to a sense of what is going on in the world is itself a system of representation. Our concepts are a way of representing the world. And uh, you can think of that in a very simple way. I mean, you know, bear in mind an object which you cannot see. Now, unless you had a concept of it, it would disappear the moment that the object had gone from sight. But concepts allow us to store, and indeed to refer to, and to think about uh, quite complicated thoughts about objects which are no longer accessible to our our perceptual apparatus. So the concepts allow us also to think about a wide range of things which are not in any simple sense out there in the world. And it's a very rich notion. Our fantasy life is full of things which are absolutely real to us, which are probably real if we can only find a language to express them. Lots of other people which nobody's ever seen. So we're beginning to dissolve now any simple-minded notion that our concepts are just mirror images of the world out there. Also mirror images of worlds that don't exist. I want to take an example in which some of the ways in which uh, uh, people in culture studies and media studies have tried to explore this process of making or the production of meaning uh, to, uh, how they try to get into what we call the practices that produce meaning 
And that idea, incidentally, is a very important one, the notion that the production of meaning is not therefore something that just happens because the world is already fixed out in its meanings, which don't change. The production of meaning means that there is a kind of symbolic work, an activity, a practice which has to go on in giving meaning to things and in communicating that meaning to someone else. And it is that practice of the production of meaning, the practice of what are called signifying practices, practices that are involved in the production of meaning that media studies uh, is concentrated on, concentrated on the effects and the products of signifying practices, practices that are carrying meaning and that in our world happen to be widely circulated by the media, the media being one of the most powerful and extensive systems for the circulation of meaning, although one ought to always remind oneself, especially in media studies, that the media are by no means the only means by which meaning is circulated in our society. I mean, you know, the most obvious way is in actual talk and conversation with other people, in personal communication. That is the medium in which the exchange of meaning absolutely saturates the world. But of course we are right noticing that to see what happens when systems, complicated institutional systems with complicated technologies, then intervene and take the place of face-to-face, person-to-person communication and exchange, and the means of circulating those meanings become very widespread. Because, of course, the question of the circulation of meaning almost immediately involves the question of power. Who has the power in what channels to circulate which meanings to who? But it's why the issue of power can never be bracketed out from the question of, uh, of uh, representation. Uh, Ep- Epstein didn't kill himself? <laughs>